<laughs> I guess I'll take it. Um, <laughs> take it. <laughs> um, welcome to uh, the first episode of the Swoosh Hoops podcast, all things basketball. We got myself here, my man Armani, uh, and then you got my guy, my brother, Eric. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, huge basketball fans here. We talk about it every day, all day, right? So, um, you know, again, this is just a non-biased, <laughs> don't mind the hat, <laughs> non-biased, uh, opinionated. Don't mind my background. Yeah, right. Uh, opinionated. Uh, don't mind the shirt either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, basketball talk here. And again, we're talking all things NBA. Um and yeah, let's get it started, right? So who are we, right? And what we are. And um, you know, again, we're just casuals, right? Um, but casuals that understand the game and, and that are that are not uh too into this the hype, right? And the names of the players is actually like what goes on on the court, what are we looking at, how are we analyzing the game, um, and giving, you know, proper feedback. And again, it may be way out there and it may not be but this is this is what this platform is for um and we look to have you know our listeners on board um just to talk basketball man and this is what we do yep that's what we do um so my name is eric um i'm only i'm the only big fan of the panel unfortunately um yikes i know uh, been a Knicks fan <laughs> since when? Ninth, since I was like six years old. And but I am a big NBA fan, so I do watch hope a lot of NBA. I'm not one of these casuals who like only watch NBA finals and big games. And no, I do watch a whole lot of basketball, so I know my I know my stuff. So you you want to hear some takes that we're not gonna agree on, but it's an informal conversation about what we see in our view of the nba what's happening on the front on on the court uh front office free agent moves drafts playoffs um trade deadline and especially because since training camp is only four weeks away the start of training camp is right around the corner on september 28th so there's a lot going on right now and there's gonna be a whole lot bunch of noise coming up on on training camp so you're going to stick around with us, like and subscribe our channel so we can get the likes up, get the subscribers up, and just be, stay tuned. Thanks. And follow us on IG as well, too, for real. Yes, IG. Yes, follow us on Instagram at the swoosh, uh, swoosh underscore uh, hoops underscore <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, and uh, it, look look out for a lot more content coming out soon. Again, this is our first episode. It's our first time coming together to do this, so bear with us, right, as we, um, you know, explore this and, and make this bigger than what we imagine it to be. So um, those who are listening, thank you, right? And, um, yeah, you know, shoot us DMs uh, about your questions. You know, if you want to be on the show, uh, things of that nature, we'll get it set up. Um, again, we can't attend to everybody, but um, we will definitely consider and have uh, everyone involved uh, as needed. So, um, first we start off, right? Eric already said it. His favorite team is the Knicks, right? Armani, floor is yours. All right. So, what's good, y'all? My name is Armani, and I'm a Lakers fan. Like, come on, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 there's, there's no other team to be a fan of, but um. 
I've been a Lakers fan since like, like since I was four years old. Um, been watching the team like just my whole life. I watch all the ups, watch all the downs, you know, a lot of the heartbreaks, you know. Um, and with that being said, my favorite play is the one and only Kobe Bean. Well, when I was growing up, when I was like about like four or five years old, I was a huge Shaq fan. I remember that one of the first races I got. Um, I was also an AI fan. I had the cornrows and everything. AI was, was the trendsetter in the hood, you know? So, um, but then when the, the departure between Kobe and Shaq happened, I was just like, it was kind of like, like like Batman and Superman, like, turning against each other. It was just like, whoa, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Um, but I had to pick a side. I, I stayed, I stayed loyal to Kobe and... Yeah, and I've just been a, a big Kobe fan ever since. So, yeah, just like what Eric said, you know, we we watch basketball on a regular basis. We're not casual. We just don't watch the NBA Finals. We just don't watch, like, the primetime games. We watch the the games that, that – we watch the Sacramento Kings games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> that, that nobody care about. And, you know, we, we all have our own opinions about it. So, just like Eric said, you might hear some takes that you agree with. We're not ESP, ESPN, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, no Stephen but, A's or Skip Bayless no, is no here, Stephen man. A's, no no Max Cullerman's here. But we just try to keep real. We're going to have fun doing this. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it's all Definitely. about. Um, you know, so we'll get into it. Well, first, you know, hey guys, my name is Ernest. Um, as you can see, Laker fan. Uh, been a Laker fan, whew, very long time. I would say, um, at first, growing up as a kid, you know, the, the phenomenon was Michael Jordan, right? And that was, that was the end all, be all of everything. Um, so, Michael was the one who drew me to the game of basketball, um, and for that, I've always been a fan. Um, he is one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> Again, we'll get into those takes. <laughs> um, and um, after, after I would say 98, right? Or not even 98, 97. Um, Sha- Shaq was like a player that was like larger than life, right? Uh, we had the Kazams and all that stuff. And, you know, um, and I was a fan of Shaq, but what drew me to the Lakers was, was Shaquille O'Neal. But Kobe Bryant, there was something about his like swag at the time, the afro, the 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 Adidas that looked like space boots, you know what I'm saying? The, <laughs> the silver ones. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, <laughs> and then back then the, the my favorite shoe was was and I'm a crazy sneakerhead as you can see, um, was uh the crazy eights, right? Mm-hmm. So um as a kid that, that just drew to me, and then ever since I've just been riding with Kobe, man, and uh uh, that just turned into a, a long time, forever, uh, in a day Laker fan, um, and been through a lot of ups, right? A lot of successes. And I was, I was happy to see at the very least, uh, what, six championships, um, yeah. you know, and, 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 and witnessing that. And then, you know, um, favorite player of all time is Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace, uh. You know that, that 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 was that that was the guy. Yes, sir. That that was the guy that made me understand that basketball was just more than a game. Um, from that aspect. So, um, and again, we don't get, we're not going to get too much into the autobiography of my life story, but um, but yeah, Lakers. 
Kobe. Again, unbiased Laker fan, though, right? I'm very, 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 very rational when it comes to what the Lakers need to do or what I think they should do, what's working, what's not working, um, stuff like that. So, but yeah, um, looking forward to a great season, right, coming up. Um, has some high expectations for us. Um, a lot of rest, so we can't use as, as that an, as an excuse, but right. So, um, and, and again, we'll, we'll talk about the nuances of that uh, as we get in deeper into the show today. But, uh, but yeah, that's the intro. Um, and let's go into our first topic, right? So, uh, so now, as you know, the season's upon us. We're going to get into the Eastern Conference uh, thick of things, and, and we're going to give our predictions. Um, how you guys want to formulate it, we'll go team by team, right? Um, you guys will have the floor, discuss what your what your predictions are for that team, and then we'll all, all give our thoughts uh, around that. So, um, Eric, want to kick that off? All right, so we're going to start with the team that finished in first. No, actually, let's start with the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, it's giving their respect. It's giving their respect. Yeah, giving their respect. Giving I their mean, respect. it's giving their respect. <laughs> what they, because what they did last year and this whole narrative of they couldn't get it done the last previous two years in the bubble against the Miami Heat and then two years yeah. ago at Toronto when they blew that, in that series. It, it was, was warranted, warranted. yes. But I thought the the moves they made the last offseason, getting Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. that that told that told us that they're going for it. They need to cash in on the chip because Giannis was one foot I had one foot out the door. Yeah, for sure. So now what they did during the season and during especially during the playoffs, survive um first sweeping the Miami Heat who beat him up last year in the bubble, they no, just that that was a statement. That that was a statement, and then for them to be down 0-2 against Brooklyn, so um survive Game Five, Kevin Durant, Game Six come back, and then having to go back to Brooklyn, survive Kevin Durant 2.0, and if it wasn't for his 18 size 18 shoe, when I turn around three in the Game Seven, they're probably home. And then overtime, you had um Middleton came up big late, hit the game winning shot, and then for them and then for them on, they dispatched the Hawks in six, even though they mm-hmm. gave him they gave him trouble, and then to be down 0-2 finals, having to win four the next five, they just. For some odd reason, they came up so big defensively. Drew Holiday on Chris Paul and Devin Booker was huge. Right. And then game six, Giannis just like. Yeah, he put up a 50 point, man. When was the last time an MVP caliber player put up that type of stat? 50 points, 10 rebounds in the closeout NBA Finals game. Did yeah. he have like five blocks too? Or something yeah, like he did. That? Yeah. Yep. 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 So them, I know they lost PJ Tucker. Um, they they resigned Bobby Portis, which I thought he came in huge. That was a good, especially yeah. in the finals. That's a good. That was a good resigning for for them. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is, sorry to cut you off. Giannis in yeah. the playoffs last year averaged 35, 13, and five. Like that, we haven't seen numbers like that since Shaq. Like we we just gotta 
you know, the, the whole notion of, you know, who's the best player at the end of the day, like, and Shannon Sharps had said this on Undisputed, I believe it was today. Um, yeah, it was today. Yeah. Giannis has to be the best player because you, everyone talks about updating the resume, right? So when Kawhi won the chip, everyone was like, oh, Kawhi, 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 yeah. Kawhi, right? Mm -hmm. And then literally, and remember, the, the Clippers were deemed the favorites because of what Kawhi did the previous year in Toronto, right? Then they jump and LeBron wins the chip the following year, right? Albeit through the bubble and all that stuff, but they got it done. And he was the best player for like, two seconds and then it went to Kevin Durant all of a sudden and then and it's still like this notion of Kevin Durant is still better and yes skill wise and everything he's probably the most he's probably the best offensive player and offensive scorer we've ever seen um but at the same time right it's all about updating your resume and right now you'd have to say Giannis is the best player in the world yeah yeah oh yeah he is MVP final but look, but, but check this out. Look at his career, though. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, Two-time yep. MVP. Finals MVP. Yep. If he, he retires now, he's only 26. And he, if he retires, doesn't play any more basketball games, Hall of Famer. Who's a yeah, Hall of Famer? He's, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. It's a Hall of Famer. That season he had, that playoff run, um, that low-key reminds me of uh, LeBron back in 2012, I believe, his first year with the Heat. Like, he was yep. like undisputed. Like, pretty much mm -hmm. game there could have won every award. Like, I know, I think Marcus Gasol had won DPOY that year. He about like DPOY bonus. So, but he was on pace right. to win. Well, he won MVP. He won championship. Um, I think I might be talking about the following season when the Heat had won like 20-something games. But also, he won finals MVP. And he went on to, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? 2012 Olympics. 2012, where was it? London? London, right? London. Yeah, yeah, London, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want a gold medal too. So like that was a under undisputed season right there, you know. And just Giannis, the run that he had last year, like what all the awards, all the accolades, like you said, Eric. Like if he was to retire today, like his name is up there. His name is yeah, up man. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Sure. Yeah. So give us so, give yeah. us your prediction on what what you think the Bucks will do. I would say, yeah, yeah. Give us your prediction on what do you think they're gonna do this year? Um, record-wise, I got them over fifty wins. I give them okay. 56, 56 26. Yeah. Um, I just think where they are right now is is house money. It's everything's gravy. They did what they mm -hmm. supposed to do. Mike mm -hmm. Budenholzer, they give him a contract extension because. It, it, there were there were reports saying that if he would have if he didn't make it out of the second round, oh, he, he was gonna be gone. He was gonna be gone. He was gonna be gone. Yeah, we gave him so, a lot of crap last year. Yeah, and and rightfully so because like the way he was playing Giannis and and Chris Middleton, thinking okay, you have these two, you have these two guys, you gotta make sure you use them in the proper way, right. you know. And I felt like he. I felt like he ran them both. He ran Giannis to the ground a lot mm -hmm. because they didn't have they and plus they didn't have uh, the outside the um the, the necessary um the supporting cast right that 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 they, that that they needed. So for them to get the get those upgrades last 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 off season to help them cash in and win the championship, now it's more like it's more of the pressure's off them 
purchase off Giannis. They can they can coast wherever, and then by by um, by March April they be ready to go for playoffs, and then by the time April rolls around, is business as usual and time to repeat. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'll probably say probably like between fifty and like probably like between fifty and sixty games. I can't give you an accurate number of what I think the Bucks is going to do, but um, you know, just the the loss of PJ Tucker might hurt them a little bit, but they added. Um, what is it, George Hill, Grayson Allen? Kind of yeah. a bad rep in the league, you know. <laughs> like, but I feel like he's going to contribute that defensive mentality that the Bucks have been preaching or been trying to preach for the past couple of years. And also, I believe he signed somebody else, named Rodney Hood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, also got to redeem himself. In Utah, he was doing his thing. Then he went to Portland. He unfortunately got hurt. So. It's just kind of like, all right, we don't need you to do much, you know. Um, and he went to Cleveland. And, and also went to Cleveland. Yeah, he was, that's right. He was part of that finals team, but didn't really, right. didn't really show out because LeBron. Right. It's the LeBron effect, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're just not going to ask him to do much. Well, much is not expected from him, you know what I'm saying? So you're not taking a, a real L, you know, and signing back or signing to the team. So I think the Bucks they're going to be all right. They're going to they're gonna fare well. Um, just that the East just got just tough all around, you know what I'm saying? Especially from last year. Um, no, I agree. I think the Bucks this year. See, the thing is though, the the Bucks are going to lose a certain. What what I'm afraid of is that the Bucks lose a certain amount of edge. And what I mean by that is that losing PJ Tucker kind of gave them a formula. To one, it's easier for them to go small because PJ Tucker is 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 more keen to guarding fours and fives, right? Because he did that in Houston and he was he, and he did well with that in uh, Milwaukee. Um, and I think him going to Miami is like super 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 crucial for them, and I think that kind of hurts Milwaukee on that end. Um, Grayson Allen is to me is actually is actually a sleepy pickup for them. Um, he actually played really well uh, with the with the uh, the Grizzlies uh, la- the last couple of years he was there, um, and I think he 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 can provide a how can I say he can provide a certain type of spark off the bench in this like uh, he plays really gritty right he's one of those like get in your face dive on the floor you know type of players um, he may not he may not get you. 20 points a game, right? But he'll, he can get you eight, he can get you 10 in good spurts. Um, you know, so I think adding him helps. Um, Rodney Hood, he's hit or miss. Rodney Hood is hit or miss. I, I, I think his his production is redundant in a sense where, where will he fit, right? He, he's, because so, when you when you put in the bench unit, right, for that team, is he going to be that 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 first option that's going to, you know, keep the point production up, right? I, I think Bobby Portis may actually play that role um, while Giannis is on the bench. Um, unless, again, Budenholzer d- throws in a mixture of you have Middleton in with the bench unit or Drew Holiday yeah, in with the bench unit. Right. So, um, but I just think losing P.J. Tucker for them hurts. I do think they'll win 50-plus games um, just because – 
by virtue, it's, it's it's the Eastern Conference. Um, and not saying the Eastern Conference has been has gotten weaker; it's gotten definitely stronger. I just feel as if they're more keen to taking the regular season more seriously than I say Brooklyn, right? So, um, I think I see them at 51, 55 games, uh, winning this year as a top two or three seed in the, in the East. Well, one to three, it doesn't no matter how you put that. Um, and I, I just feel, I, I just hope they don't have like a championship hangover, right? Where they think, okay, we, we yeah. did what we were supposed to do, right? And then like we could just coast because that team in Brooklyn can probably say if it wasn't for the injuries, we would have won the chip. I, 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 I'm pretty confident what, in saying that. That's what they that. are saying. That's what they right. are yeah. saying. That's what they've James, been saying. James Harden already came out and said, if we're, if we're healthy, no one can beat us. That's cat, James Harden. That's cat. Um, but anywho, um, <laughs> so I, I think I think um, the Bucks will be a top three seed. Um, again, adding Grayson Allen was a good pickup. George Hill, again, is a good backup. He's better than Jeff Teague, in my opinion, at least at this point in his career in this stage. Um, he can provide um, the shooting along with, um, you know, you have um, uh, Pat Con- uh, uh, uh How do you pronounce his last name? Pat, Pat Connaughton. Pat Coddington, right? So, again, he's another gritty player. And, you know, him and Grayson Allen, to me, are one and the same. It's just that Pat is a better shooter. Um, so, we'll see how, how that how that fares out together. But I, I still think they'll, you know, their nucleus is still intact with Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. I think with them getting a taste of that championship um, uh, success is going to propel them to kind of want to relive that again, if that makes sense. So, um I got them penciled in as like a top three seed for sure. I was also going to mention about um, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, yes, he was out. Him. He was out. He yeah. was out in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we. I mean, maybe you guys know, but what's the timetable on his injury? So I think the whole Grayson Allen thing will also. He will also get some minutes as well too, like you said, Ern. Like he's a gritty dude up in your face. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like our Alex Caruso. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I, def- I definitely think it's going to hold him down. Like, yeah, for sure. Next team up. Oh, you had something, Eric? Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm just going to do the next team. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Next team, since you mentioned them before, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take this one first. Let me take yes, this one first. Please, because please. I have a lot of Brooklyn Nets fans out there, um, you know, and – it's a lot of talk. It's crazy. A lot of talk back and forth, right? And neither team got to where they needed to be last year, right? So um, it, it, it's all good and fun, right? Um, I do say this. We do need a LeBron James versus Kevin Durant finals before LeBron retires. That 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 has to happen um, just from a fan's uh, perspective. But needless to say, I got Brooklyn penciled in at 48 to 52 wins. Only reason is because mm. I don't think they will take the regular season as serious as maybe the Bucks or the Sixers or the Heat. Meaning they're going to prioritize health over anything else. It does not matter. It does not care. Like they they don't they don't want to be in a situation where they're hobbled in the playoffs. And because they lost, it's because they didn't have one or two of the stars playing. Um, I. I know they added Paul Millsap. Doesn't move the needle for me, but I can I, I see where the, the addition makes sense. 
and they also Lamar- added back on Lamar- Marcus Aldridge. Marcus Aldridge is back. I'm glad he's healthy. So that, that that's really yeah. good. I'm glad to see that. Um, and again, he was great for them. Huh? What you say? Patty Mills. He's a yes, that's right. And, that's a sneaky, and, that's and a Patty sneaky Mills, good, good move for them. That that's a sneaky good move. It to me, to me, because last year they made Andre Drummond look like Shaq. So to me, I think they're they're gun hold on just offense, and we're gonna beat you on offense. Our defense would be mediocre, middle of the pack ish, right? It won't be the worst defensive team, but it won't be the best. So they'll have their lapses, but to think that they're unbeatable, it, that is, mm, we're gonna wait and see on that. I, I got them penciled in a forty-eight to fifty-two wins. Uh, only because I think they're just going to prioritize the playoffs over the regular season, and they're, they're going to think health is more important. Because if you think during during the dog days of the NBA in February, if they're in Oklahoma City, Kevin Durant's not playing, James Harden is not playing, Kyrie Irving's probably on another leave, right? So, uh, you know, we have to we have, and and respect the Kyrie. He does he does so many great things. Let me stop the slander. He does so many yeah. great things for like off the court. Like honestly, like he he's a stand up dude for sure. Um, but. And all seriousness, I think I just think the Nets are going to prioritize the postseason over the regular season. There's going to be a lot of low management happening, um, and there's going to be times where they're going to look phenomenal, where they're going to just run teams off the floor. Like that's just because offensively, there's really nothing you can do to stop them. Like if you really look at the game and really understand what they can do on offense, you just hope and pray that they just have a bad shooting night. Now, there are ways to contain that, right? Like, Kevin Durant cancels out everybody. You can't guard that man. But if you get physical with Kyrie Irving, that may disrupt his game a little bit, right? Um, James Harden, James Harden to a fault sometimes um, fails at his own detriment because he foul hunts a lot, right? Yeah. So if you could get and in the remember, head. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, and also remember the, the NBA, they changed the rules now. Right, you know, so there's no, there's no more foul hunting. You cannot bait, bait look, defenders to you your, can, you can't to your bait shot. The, you can't bait the defender, right? So it has to be a a actual move, right? So it can't be in a sense where I'm forcing contact into the defender. Like if I if I if I'm doing my dribble dribble dribble, right? That that James Harden does, and I do a, a pump fake, right? And then the, the defender is, j- is jumping straight up because he went for the fake, but then I'm jumping into the defender to make contact. They're not going to call that a foul anymore, right? Just, just, just to, in layman's terms to explain what's going on. So, mm-hmm. I think to James Harden's detriment at times he foul hunts a lot, but he's a great passer. He he's proven that he can run the point guard for that team. Um, and I I'm I, I just in my opinion I just think they're the favorites to come out the East just because of the star power alone. And you couple that with their their bench play. Now their starting five is probably going to be. Depending on LaMarcus Aldridge's health, you're going to have LaMarcus Aldridge at the five. Your four would be Blake Griffin. Your your three would be KD. Your two would be Kyrie Irving. And your one would be James Harden. Now, they, that might not work, right? They, they may just say, in my opinion, they should start Nick Claxton. I think Nick Claxton He's a puts son. them better yeah, defensively, right? He's a rim protector. He's athletic. He can catch lobs. He can roll to the basket. He can rebound. Uh, he can run the floor. So... In my opinion, I think Nick Claxton should start at the five and Katie should start at the four, right? And then mm-hmm. you figure the rest out, right? You, you'll have yep. Joe Harris at the three. Your two will be Kyrie Irving and your one will be James Harden. I think that's the ideal starting lineup. 
But if in my, I just, I just feel like maybe the front office or the locker room doesn't think he's, he, he doesn't have just the, the experience yet. That a vet is a young guy, um, and what they're trying to do, um, he may not necessarily, it may not translate to the court. So they may go with the veteran guy like from Marcus Aldridge or even Paul Millsap or Blake Griffin. So, but I got them penciled in forty-eight wins to fifty-two wins. But I mean, like, just to the point about um, them not taking the season seriously, I figured, I mean, if I'm a coach, I'm throwing the big flags in just to see what he's got. Um, just it's like when the playoffs come, like in those type of situations where you have, like, somebody like Marcus Aldridge who doesn't play really good defense, especially at the age of that now. Same thing with Paul Millsap. Same thing with Blake Griffin. I throw in Nick Claxton. I have nothing to lose, you know, especially in a regular season. If, if we – if I'm the Brooklyn Nets and I know I got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, three of the top ten players on the team, and I'm just taking it lightly, oh, pretty much the same energy that the Lakers had last year, you know? Like, no mm-hmm. matter where we're seated, we're going to we're still gonna win the championship. If they have that same mentality, play them. Play Nick Claxton. See what he can do. He can catch love. He can block shots. Just like every other big in the NBA that does, you know? Right. Um, and then, like, the same skill set. So I believe when that time comes, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where, like, you got to kind of shuffle up your rotations, that's when Nick Claxton, that's when you insert him into the lineup, yo. Now, if you need, like, just first team, that's when somebody like Lamarcus Aldridge or, like, Paul Millsap comes into play. But uh, I'll say as far as, like, record-wise, I'll probably give him, like, 50 to 55 wins just because who they have on the team. But mm-hmm. Ernest, I know that they value help so i'm just trying to see how that stack um like going, going through like the course of an 82 game it's 82 games this year right we, we do yes, 82. yeah full season full season back to this calendar year how, how they will how they will hold up and also like the role plays how they'll be hold up too because you know everybody's looking at the lakers everybody's looking at the nets and see if you can get through a course of 82 games because of all the older guys we have on our team. But I would say, <clears throat> like, about 50, 55 wins, you know. Okay. Ernest, I think you just hit it dead on the head of, like, just all the, the situations that may happen and um, told about all the guys who they have on the team. But um, I would say that the standout for me of that team that kind of made me go, like, oh, snap, was uh, Patty Mills, like I, we all agreed on earlier. I, I wanted sure. Patty too, man. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. I did too. I, yo, I remember, like, even when Patty Mills was a spur, like, back when he was winning the chip and going against the Miami, he was that brother that don't miss. He, he, <laughs> that, that guy does not miss. Like, I've never seen him miss a three. Like, obviously. He doesn't shoot 100%. But still, like, he's a sniper, and I think that's a good look for the Jets right there. Now, yeah. is he going to be able to carry weight like for an 82 game season? Uh, no, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and average like 20 points and keep him up, up afloat, but he's going to give you like calm eight to 12 points of just probably like your straight three pointers, you know what I mean? But that's what I got the Nets at for this season. So it's going to be uh, a battle between them and Milwaukee for who's going to get the top spot in the Eastern Conference this year. All right, so my thing in the Nets. Unbiased, because um, he's a Knicks yeah, fan, so yeah, unbiased like, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as down the middle as I can, okay? <laughs> so <clears throat> I got them winning at least around 
50 to 55. Uh, Vegas has them over 54 and a half. That's kind of a high number because I just think they're going to prioritize health and uh, agree with you, Ernest and Ostradamus. The, they're going to prioritize health over the duration of the season. And I could I could see them easily saying themselves, we don't, it doesn't matter where we finish in the standings. Mm-hmm. If we're healthy by playoff time, we're going to just run rough shot to the East. We could be anybody. We could be anyone. Yeah. So, so I can see that happening with them. Um, I'm, st- I'm still concerned about Kyrie and his where he is, where he is mentally, because you know is is we're gonna have um, portions of the season where he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be in and out, you know is he is he there mentally and and is he gonna is he gonna have another like stretch of games where you have a personal PTO and and is he gonna be there physically and mentally? So you just gotta watch out for that. Um, James Harden. He's coming back from from that hamstring, and um, albeit James Harden came into camp last year way out of shape, way out of shape because he won it out of Houston, so he's yeah, gonna he look totally different this year. Yeah, I, I can see that. Be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be. Fine. I just and and I think and I think the starting starting five is gonna be um KD at the four, no KD um Blake at the four, James Harden the starting point. Kyrie and then Katie and then I think Nick Clax will get the start. Also, don't forget you still got Bruce, they still got Bruce Brown. I totally forgot about him. Yeah, you forgot about Bruce Brown. Joe Harris is looking to bounce back after that disappearance of a playoff series against the Bucks. And and they added um Patty Mills, who's a sharpshooter, and they also drafted um um Cam Thomas from LSU. Sharpshooter, yeah, and he actually yeah, had a great summer league. Great too. Summer league. I wanted, I he wanted did. him. I wanted well, him. I wanted the Knicks to draft him. I wanted the Knicks to draft him. So, um, that's what got faith in Joe Harris. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, because <laughs> last, after, no, because last last year after the no show, they were they were trying to trade him. They were trying to, yo, we want trade Joe Harris. Trade Joe Harris. I'm thinking, yo, we'll we'll take yeah. Joe Harris. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think. I think this 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 team they're they're top two easy in the East finish. They're if they have, if they remain healthy, and that's a big if if yeah. Well, actually, no. If they if they are healthy by the time March April rolls around and they get into form, starting against the playoffs. Yeah, they're running they, the East. I'm sorry. They should they should be the clear cut favorite to come out the East. Yeah. For so, sure. as far as winning the championship, that remains to be breaks. seen. Let's see. Let's see how. Let's see how. Let's see how things break in the Western Conference, and then, yeah, and then hopefully you get the Lakers next NBA Finals that everyone ESPN Fox Fox Sports is is begging for. Okay, so next I think they between fifty two and fifty five wins, top two finish in the East, and this should be a clear cut favorite if healthy to win the East, come out and get to the finals. All right. All right. So the next team. And this team has made big has been making a lot of noise this offseason right, after, after their uh unceremoniously second round exit. <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> I oh, mean boy. Jesus. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but 
I'm still in shock at how they lost that series. I mean, how you you blow three games in that series? Game four lose an 18 point lead, loss. Game five, which they that's where to me they lost that series. You lose a 25 point lead at home and yeah, lose. That, that was the turning point. That was the series right there. And then game seven was just like. And again, they were up. What happened? They were up. They were up. They were up. Mm-hmm. So now we got trade rumors flying around around Ben Simmons. All right. Let just, me... Now let's 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 go there because it's been a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of noise coming out from, from Ben Simmons saying that he doesn't want to be there. So now let's see what okay, happens. So let me, so let me go ahead. Armando, you take yeah, go ahead. Real take quick. it, take it, so, take, take it. Let me ask you I need to take do, do you guys see him being traded before the season or like midway through the season? Or He's getting traded before the season. There's no way. <laughs> but who's going to take him, though? Here's plenty of people will take him. Trust me. Here's the thing, right? So there's a, there's a thing in the stock market, right, what, that they call you. What you do is. You, you 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 buy the rumor right and you sell the news right and like I, yeah. or it could be the other way around I could be wrong but it's, a, it's, a, it's like a pump and dump yeah so pump and dump here, yeah here here's the thing the, the the sixers are 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 seeming as if no one wants Ben Simmons because the asking price that they they're asking for is way see high. what I'm saying this it's way too high because it's way high th- those same teams that he's trying to trade for Right, the trade two rather. They're like, yo, we, we just saw what 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 y'all are trying to trade him for. Like we we just seen that, right? So to act as if he wants a Harden esque deal for Ben Simmons, I I understand because he's a what a three time, four time, five time maybe All Star. Um, oh no, he's like a four time All Star, I think. Four time All Star. Um, you know, came up second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Um, you know, rookie of the year. Uh, I, I I just think it, it, Ben Simmons to me will not be on the 76ers before the season starts because one, you don't want that surrounding your organization when you start the year. Like it's bad enough that the minute they lost game seven, the trade rumors like kicked off, right? The minute. Mind you, even during the season, they were trying to trade Ben Simmons, right? Yeah, because they're trying Harden. to get, in, yeah, they're trying to get in the James Harden street stakes. So, I I just think Daryl Morey is trying to play hardball, right, with the rest of the organization, with the rest of the league. Um, but a lot of other teams, well, most of the teams in the league, are like, yo, we're not capitulating to what you're asking because one, we know the situation is very bad. He does not want to get, he does not want to come back. The ball is not. In Philadelphia's court, like that's what they they don't they need to understand that they don't have the leverage anymore. Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons has all the leverage because he does not want to return, and he's willing to forego one point eight million dollars a week, a week training to camp. not report to camp. Training camp like, that like Oof. that should tell you within itself. So I I don't think he'll be on the team to starting the year. I don't think they'll get Damian Lillard. I don't think they'll get Bradley Beal. But do I see a scenario where the Warriors say, hey, Draymond, uh, you know, we got young, we got some young pieces. We could possibly throw in a third team. Um, again, I get to be talking out the whims here. I, I, 
and again, I don't think Rich Paul would want to do would want to move Draymond or Draymond. Let me not even say Rich Paul. I don't even think yeah. Draymond wants to move be moved out of out of Golden State. Uh, it would be him to try to stay, right? But mm-hmm. um, I just think at, at this juncture, you you the Warriors make the most sense basketball wise, right? Steph, Clay. Ben Simmons that prolongs the championship window. He does exactly what Draymond does, but at a better and higher clip. And he's a better defender at this point in his career. But and he's younger than Draymond, and he's way young. He's twenty five. So I just, but ultimately, my gut feeling is he will go to Portland, but it won't be for Dame Lillard. I think it'll CJ be McCullough. CJ McCollum. I think what will happen is they, it'll wind up being maybe a, a three team trade where you CJ goes somewhere and another person goes to Philly and then Ben Simmons goes to Portland. I, I think I think it may culminate to that or a straight up trade between the two teams. But needless to say, whatever happens, there's two scenarios actually. There's two scenarios. If Ben Simmons isn't traded, the Sixers will struggle out the gate. Point right. blank period. I believe so, yeah. Because they don't have a their, their backup point guard is what Shake Milton, right? Um yeah. Let me check their roster. Hold on because he, He's a good player. Um, I, I do believe in the Sixers organization that they believe that he can, either him or Maxi could could handle the ball, bring the ball up. But in pressurized moments, I, I don't know if I want those guys with the ball in their hands. Um, Still got Seth Curry as a starting point guard. They have Seth Curry, but he's more of a shooter. He's more of a shooter. Um, you know, more more of a off off ball. You know, around running around screens, catch and shoot type of player. Then bringing up the ball and setting up the offense. Um, I, I think he, I think his talent speaks to more within the flow of the offense rather than actually initiating the offense. Um, so, if Ben Simmons is still on the team and they haven't found a trade partner yet, they will struggle out the gate. They will, they will be a, a under five hundred team. That's just my opinion. Now, if they trade Ben Simmons and they do get some pieces uh, and they do get, let's just, if it's not a star, they get an all star in return. I still think the Sixers are a formidable contending team in the East, and I, I mm-hmm. if 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 all is right in Philly, I believe that they'll be somewhere 45, 49 wins. Okay. Um, do you believe that um, if they don't get out of the second round, is Doc will Doc was be in the hot seat? Woo! No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Still early. Because now you got to think his first year, right? His first year, he dealt with the whole Ben Simmons issue, not wanting to shoot the ball, this, that, and the third. The second year, now you have to deal with the ramifications of the trade from Ben Simmons and try to formulate this whole new chemistry with a new team. Or now you're dealing with the headache of Ben Simmons still being on the roster and don't want to play. And now you got to figure out how to how to build this roster and be, be confident going forward without mm-hmm. dealing with the drama. So I, I don't think this year he gets the much heat. The following year, yeah. Following year, is it if it's the same status quo? Yeah, different conversation. My take is, I think either way they'll struggle out the gate. Um, I for some odd reason, I don't have the trust in Doc Rivers that I had before. Um, especially after last year, it's that Clipper curse. It, 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 after, especially after last year, the way the season ended, it 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 really rubbed me the wrong way how that team did not finish games in that series against the Hawks. And for them to have to be that defensively good, 
and not show it in during the during in that series. And now you're basically bringing the entire team back with the addition of Andre Drummond. I'm like, um, okay, so what's this actual ceiling? <laughs> yeah, Drummond, I mean, ah, man. Okay, oh, I do. I, okay, so you still you still got Tyrese Maxey, um, Danny Green still on the roster, Tobias mm-hmm. Harris who's still getting paid as Danny a first Brent. team option, first as a as a um first team option, and even though he's a third team option at best, um, and then you still got the the, the Ben Simmons cloud hanging over them. I I'm not as confident in the Sixers as everyone else seems to be. I mean. Do I, see, do I see as a playoff team? Yes. As a as coming out of the East, as a team coming out of the East? No, I don't see it. Because I just I I just don't see where they where they're at mentally right now. And you got the whole Ben Simmons cloud gonna be it's gonna be just just being over them the whole training camp, regular season. If he doesn't get moved, it's gonna be it's gonna cause problems. They extended Jarrell and B. So they just they basically told us that Jarrell and B is the free the franchise. Yep, they're and all in now, on Joel. They're all in Joel. Joel and B and dude has a, a he's had a lit a litany of, hit of, of injuries. So yeah. if they're banking on Joel and B staying healthy and being being there consistently for the next three to four years, that big contract, and if somehow they don't get they don't add on to the, to the team or get some fresh new blood. I'm not. I don't see them competing in the East with the with the Nets and the and the Bucks. I see them as a as a middle of the pack, around 45 to 48 to 50 wins, and another second round exit. Yikes! City of brotherly yeah. love. Hey, yeah, I, I mean, ain't much love. Trust the process. They've been doing it for the last six years. Check, check, check. You guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Yeah, well, audio was chopping up a little bit. Um, yeah, pretty much what you guys said. I feel like the 76, 76ers window is officially closed. <laughs> um, I feel like... Oh, officially they, closed. Wow. They start off this season, you know, like, without Ben Simmons, it's going to take a, like, a big... They're going to take, a, like, a big hurting for that. Um... I'm gonna just give it like just straight up, you know. I think you guys hit dead on the head with like the explanations and everything. Um, pretty much the the obvious talks about if Ben Simmons is gonna remain in 76 throughout the season, it's like a like a negative. That you're just dead wrong if you think that. Um, I probably give him about like maybe 40 to 45 wins. Like honestly, you know, 40. I don't see anybody? Wow, wow. Yeah, 40 wins. I, low bar. Yeah, man. I don't. I feel like they. Just last year, just took everything out of them, you know. I mean, and just—I'm just thinking about if you move Benson out of that equation, like, is—is is it be like going to remain healthy enough to carry them over the hump to like, let's say, about a, a 45 to 50 wins, you know? And I'm looking at all these role players, like, will they be able to keep up, you know? Like, Seth Curry, we know that brother could shoot. Danny Red, yeah, I'm gonna call him Danny Red, like. You know, that brother has his, Danny uh, Ray. Danny Ray. <laughs> you know that, I mean? that, that, that was a Laker thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a Laker. Oh, okay. 
and then and, and then Andre Drummond, like you know, I honestly picked him up to replace replace Luther Dwight. And I know Ernest and I, like when we signed him last season, we was sold up. We was like, yo, we got eighty number two. Like, yo, we was like, like yeah, well, we fools. And, <laughs> and we, we, we see what he did. So I don't know, man. This this team is just looking very dysfunctional right now, and just because of all that Ben Simmons talk and stuff like that. But I I got him like forty to forty five wins, you know, like Sixers fans. I'll me. <laughs> that's what I think, man. Man. Wow. All right. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the next team, this team was a pain in, pain in my behind last year during the playoffs. And um, had to watch them make a deep run. Um, Yeah. <laughs> and we we and we 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 need that payback ASAP. <laughs> um, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, forty-one and thirty-one last year, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Y'all thoughts on how they do this year? They, for one thing, last season they exceeded expectations. I feel like anybody can say that. You know, oh, nobody's yeah. seen them going to six games. Um, in the Eastern Conference. And honestly, you know, me, I was just like, I just had that theory, like, yo, imagine the Hawks beat the Bucks. Like, imagine the Hawks make the finals, like, whoa, you know. But they definitely exceed the expectations. I definitely see them, they won 41 games last year. I definitely can see them winning by, like, let's say about, like, maybe 47 games this season. Um, I know they resigned John Collins back. He was a good yep. look. Um, they gave the Capella an extension. Capella, yeah. Capella's still there. They, they gave Trey Young the max. Young the chemistry, yeah. Um, they, I know. I feel like they, and also, uh, who can we forget about? Uh, Cam Reddish. Cam yeah. Reddish. Uh, they're um, he, they, they, know, they're trying really to put get much PT. They're trying to put Cam Reddish yeah, in the training block. Yeah, really get much PT in the playoffs, but uh, I feel like. He was kind of the guy to put him over the hump. So I'm just getting quick, but like, I see him giving out 47 wins this season. Okay. Uh, For me, I think the Hawks, honestly, I I think the Hawks do no better than what they did last year. Meaning, Mm. they're up there, they do 41 to 45 wins. Um, something about them just doesn't like it, there's something missing with them. I don't know if it's and I got to watch them a little bit more to be honest. Um I think you know Trey Young getting that success in the playoffs will do well for him and his confidence in his game. Um I just think the tandem of Collins and Capella may have to be looked at down the line. I don't know if 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 that mm. will translate to something of what a championship could be. Um, I do think the Hawks are a lock for for the playoffs, though. Like they're a, they're a legit playoff team. Um, do I do I pencil them in as going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Hell no. Sorry, um, that's just I don't think that that uh, that's just a 
what happened last year was an anomaly. Um, so to me, I think the Hawks do no better than what they did this past year at 41 wins. I, I do think they'll, they'll, they'll probably do like maybe 40, maybe 45 tomorrow. I'm on this point, like from 41 to 45 in between that, um, first round, second round exit, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, for me, I got them passing like around 46 to 48. I think it's, I think because they they're gonna start they're gonna carry the momentum from last year to this year, and also remember last year Nate McMillan was the place mid season. But here's the thing though, like, and the reason why I say that is because I, I'm just looking at other teams in the East who've gotten better. Yeah, that's and true. the Hawks didn't really get better; they just got better experience. They didn't add anything that's going that's to bring them over the top. They just brought back the same players. And banking on the fact that okay, Nate Miller is a great, great, great coach. He does not get enough credit for the type of coach that he is. Um, and then um, I, I, I just think they don't have enough like enough talent size. around. Yeah, upside like around them because Herder, Kevin Herder, and 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 Bogey like do they are do they do enough to to take the attention off of Trey Young? Does John Collins do enough like? Teams are going to start loading up on Trey Young on offense, like on defense. Can can other players step up? And don't get me wrong, we saw it in John Collins against against the Sixers, and even even in series against the Bucks, right? But can yeah. he do that for a full season? Well, eighty-two games. Know. We're not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I, I have to I just, see it to believe it. I think I just I just see I don't see him um, being a, a, a finals contender. Um, middle of the pack of the East, yes. Um, the film was out on how to how to, and how how to defend Trey Young and the same yeah. NBA the same NBA shooting rule that plays James Harden is gonna apply to Trey Young. So mm-hmm. he's not gonna get those ticky tack. Um, all that fouling, course, well, all that fouling. No, it's not gonna happen. He's not gonna. It's gonna mm-hmm. take away points from him. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way and also they also drafted the uh, Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. Are they going to be in a rotation to help out with Trey Young? I don't know. So but again, you're you're banking on young guys. You're banking on young like, guys. Uh, this is why I yeah. say they'll, they'll do more of the same what they did last year, but they just won't get they won't get as far as they did in the playoffs as they as what they did last year. So I so I got them penciling like around 46 48 wins of around a four or five seed in the East. Can they win a playoff round? We'll see. Depending on who they match up against, um, and I think that's my, that's my ceiling with them. All right, so the next team up, uh, as you know, they can see my background. Um, <laughs> we'll let you take this one first. This team came out of nowhere. All right, so this team came out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, won forty-one games and shocked everyone by getting the home court in the, in the number four seat. And then they unceremoniously bowed out in the first round of five games by the Hawks. Having said that, they upgraded at point guard big time, which was desperately needed. And I think they also upgraded at the at the three. The additions of Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. They also kept the, the rest of the bench. They resigned D. Rose, Alec Burks, Taj Gibson, Lerners Noel. They also extended Julius Randle. And RJ Barrett, they still there, along with Mitchell Robinson, who was expected to come back. 
So my prediction for this team, um, I expect them to make the playoffs. I got them penciling in around 46 to 50 wins. I just think that I just think the addition. To, no, hear, hear me out. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That's that's because I, I got some things to talk about with ceiling. you. Go ahead. Here's, here's the ceiling though, but here's the thing though. They won 41 games with Alpha P and, and Richard Gulak as their one and three. Now you're telling me that they get Kemba Walker, who who got him out. Not not through the trade, but as a buyout from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He averaged what 19 points. And then Evan Fournier, who also played with Kemba in Boston, gave you 17. So you add those two, you opens up the floor for, for Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. And also you bring in the bench. You got Derek Rose, um, Manuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Burks, known as Noel. You add that because you add that all in one, and then you also did also you get a second year under Tom Thibodeau, who you know is not who you know is going to prioritize winning over everything. So now, the way I look at the roster, the way it shapes up, I can see him winning between forty six to fifty games, being in the top five in the East. As to, as far as uh, making the playoffs, they should make the playoffs. Uh, winning the playoff series, we'll see. I like it, I like it to win the playoff series, and then maybe uh get get a, um at least a, a fair shot in the second round, depending on who they match up with. The Knicks win a playoff series. The, the city of New York is gonna explode. <laughs> oh no! I was listen. I was there after Game Two when they when they won that when they won that that game against the Hawks, and Seventh <laughs> Avenue was literally flooded. They were stopping semi trucks on Seventh Avenue. It was just, it was literally, literally a parade. It was literally a parade. So, yo, but we'll see how this team meshes. It's another, it's another season under tips. So you know he's gonna prioritize defense, and we'll see how Julius Randle does under the second year under tips, and how this team meshes and takes some, and really takes control of what they have here. Okay. So, the New York Knicks. Uh, I got them penciled in. To, they were 41. They won 41 games last year, right? Mm-hmm. I got them penciled in around 45 to 48 wins. Um, I, I just don't see 50. The, the East has gotten way better this year coming up. Um, my issue with the Knicks, right? You gotten better. They got better scoring, right? We're adding Kimba, Evan Fournier. I think uh, that two-man game is going to be really good between them two. Also, to help Julius Randle kind of get more one-on-one coverage, um, and he's 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 grown to be better, a better one-on-one player. He has to stop using the left hand though, because everyone knows where he's going. Oh, anyway. he's working his right hand. He's been working we'll his, see. on his right hand. We'll Him see. and RJ. He, he didn't do that so shit with the Lakers. We'll see. <laughs> hey, no, we, we saw we, we saw with the Hawks how they did. They basically just shaded they shaded them to the left. Said they can go right, and that's that's that was that was the game plan. Right. Um, I just think here here's here's the thing that that makes me like question the Knicks. Right. One is health. 
because Tom Thibodeau is going to run into the ground. Can Kimmel Walker sustain that? I don't think he can. I don't think he will. Um, Evan Fournier is pretty durable, but he does have Nicky neck injuries here and there throughout, the, throughout his career um, that he sits out. Is Mitchell Robinson going to stay healthy for a full year finally? We don't know. Um, and he's up for a contract. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's a contract year for him. Um, so th- those are the things I'm questioning. Another thing is, offensively, yes, you've gotten better. Defensively, you got worse. Only because Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier are not great defenders. They're pretty bad on defense, and they'll they'll get picked on 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 by opposing teams. Um, so will will the mm-hmm. others commit when Kimball Walker? Is getting picked on and pick and rolls, um, is 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 is. I'm just I'm just concerned how that will work because the thing with Reggie Bullock, Reggie Bullock was still a good on ball defender. He just wasn't a great offensive player. He was just a spot up shooter. But I I don't know if Kimball Walker helps you with that. Now off- offensively, absolutely. But I have to see how this is going to work only because. Julius Randle is the one who initiates the offense pretty much all the time. If it's not Julius Randle, it's probably R.J. Barrett or Derrick Rose. That's usually from what I've – and I could be wrong. Correct me if I am. But those usually those three players were, were the ones who initiate the offense. I'm just concerned how is Julius Randle going to be able to play off the ball because he he his game is predicated on one-on-one, pound and ground, get to the cup. Um, he's not a create your three-point shot, right? He's more of a catch and shoot off the three. Um, I, I, I just have to see how the how, how the offense looks and how it's going to work because, again, Kimmel Walker is a very ball-dominant guard, and he, his first option is to score. That That's his mentality is to score, it is not to get others involved, and it's not – and it's not a bad thing to so to say, but it's just that's just how this game is predicated on. It's just scoring the ball. Again, he 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 is a he is a another version of Kyrie Irving. If you really look at their games, um, I have to see it. I have to see it. Again, I have them penciled in forty-five wins, first round. Their playoff lock, absolutely, but. I, I, I got to see it first. My, I still have reservation on the Knicks and how that formulates because I think their defense takes a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I would. I would. Yeah, forty-five wins as well for me. Um, first round for me, playoff lot as well. I agree. Um, I'll say the thing about like with the addition of like Kimball Walker, um, he is an upgrade on offense along with Evan Fournier, but as far as, like, Kevin Walker, especially, like, when he's with the Celtics, he can be a bit inconsistent at times, too. You know, he can have those four for 15 nights, you know what I mean? And especially with, uh, you got Julius Randle, who's very ball-dominant, who's constantly trying to, like, push the pace. You know, I feel like seeing, seeing Julius come from the Lakers and kind of like, you know, elevating himself. I still feel like he needs to just slow down just a tad bit, you know, just let the game come to him. And I remember I was saying that to myself a lot in the series against the Hawks. I'm like, bro, just chill. Like, you're, you're, just, you're just taking too many shots right now. Like, just 
Yeah. Play within the offense, and your shots is gonna come. So he was. There was a time where he just kept missing, and I'm just saying, just thinking to myself that if there was him and Kemba on the court, and they're both having a bad shooting night, that's kind of, you know, they're kind of in trouble. But you know, the good thing about the Knicks is that their role players definitely came through for them last mm-hmm. year, and yeah. especially their defense came through for them last year. But they took a hit on that. And as far as Mitch Robinson, like I said earlier, while you was talking. Um, I did forget about him, but Mitch Robinson's a stud, you know, mm-hmm. and he's in the contract year. So I feel like, you know, anytime somebody's in the contract year, that usually is kind of like the pat on the back, like, yo, wake up, somebody get some money. So yeah. um, I feel like, you know, he's going to try his best. Like, health, you really can't determine that, you know. Like, you can't determine if, like, oh, if my ankle tweaks or if my arm don't work or whatever. You can't play that, you know. But it all, it all comes down to, like, you know, working with your trade and stuff like that. But I've, I really feel like, you know, the Knicks are going to do the same thing last season. Um, last year, they definitely exceeded a lot of expectations. I don't think anybody had them. What, there was a fourth seed last year? Fourth seed, home court event. Fourth seed, home court. Yeah, home court event. It's crazy. I don't think anybody had yeah. them. Uh, I don't think anybody knew that Julius Randle was going to play that well. And also right. And, many, and uh, then also to cut you off, I think, too, now teams are not going to take the Knicks lightly. Like, right. they no, know now going into the Garden or whenever the Knicks come to town, they're going to make you play hard. They're going to make you, you play to hard. You got to play defense. Right. So that's why I think a lot of teams were caught by surprise last year for the Knicks. And this upcoming year, now teams are like, okay, now we got to take you seriously. I, I, I feel like that may hurt them a little bit. I'm, that, again, that's just me. But I do, I think I do like their, I do like their, uh, like I said, they lost defense. Um, but I do like their approach to the games as far as like the defensive mentality. You know, the low scoring games kind of reminds me of like the Grizzlies back in like the early 2010s or like yeah, the, the grit and grind, the grit and grinds. Just how NBA teams was playing like before all this this three point shooting uh, revolution happened. You know, just how slow the pace is. How they they bang, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, I I believe the Knicks is 45 games for me, about 45, 48 games. Um, my only my question is is just obviously health and just who what can what can we get? You know, because um, he could just be a bit inconsistent at times. So, yep, yeah, we'll see. I just also I like the the. The bench is going to be the same, so it should be more lethal than as you saw last year. Um, also, they add, they added more. They added um, the draft picks of Quentin Grimes and and Miles McBride. So hopefully, once they if they get into that rotation, they should at least them the tie for um, for Kimball Walker and Derrick Rose if either one goes down. So at least at least they can at least them the tie for a little bit, and then they can come back healthy. So we'll we'll see how how this team meshes. It's gonna be real interesting to see how how this team meshes under the Tibbs' second year, and I can see I I can they're definitely a playoff team. So that's that's more than that. Um, the next team, the Miami Heat. Ooh. They added a bunch of big pieces: the Kyle Lowry's, the PJ Tuckers. They re-signed Jimmy Butler to that big fat contract. Um, finished with forty wins last year were unceremoniously swept by the Bucks, and they made a big splash to at least get back into the championship contention in the East. Um, they're 
this this is the typical Pat Riley of the Miami Heat. It's basically they they find ways to get to get these big free agents out of nowhere, and the amount of cap space that they they don't have, they make it seem they they make it work for some odd reason. They it happens every time. Remember the LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh, how they got together, and now this with, with the Kyle Lowry's and the Jimmy Butler's and the PJ Tucker's. So, your thoughts on the Heat? Uh, sheesh. I'll say middle of the pack as far as the Eastern Conference go. Um, my concern as I'm looking at their roster is when Bam sits, who's coming in the game to play center for them? Um, yeah. Yeah. They're very thin at center. They definitely can find somebody between now and then. Obviously, most teams does. Dwayne Denman, all right, you know. But Dwayne Denman, he's actually pretty solid, you know. But I feel like someone you can actually really rely on to come off your bench um, behind Bam. That's just my only question. Um and also, what's the update on Victor Oladipo's injury? I feel like with the Miami, for like the past couple of years, when we, when the Lakers faced them in the bubble, it was like a lot of guard and wing action and with Bam Adebayo. Um, so they picked up P.J. Tucker, former champ. They picked up Marquise Morris, former champ. They picked up a lot of three and D guys, and they also well. And well, they lost sharp reason, but still, I feel like they're kind of with this this whole three and D cycle. Pretty much, they swapped out Andre Iguodala and uh, Trevor Reza for Marquise and PG Tucker. You know, this whole three and D formula thing that they got going here. Kyle Lowry was a dope pickup. Um, I'm just interested to see how that works. Uh, and I know did they sign? They signed all uh, Duncan Robinson to like a yeah, five years, ninety mil. Yeah, so, Max. That boy gotta show up. He gotta show up. That boy gotta show up because if I feel like that that year, right? That year when they went to the bubble and they they went to the finals, nobody was you know expecting the Miami Heat to be in the finals, and I think nobody was expecting them to get to the finals again. So I feel like it's kind of this this year is kind of like a low key of redemption year, you know? Got about us, all right, bet. But also last year a lot. A lot of the players was facing a lot of injuries, like Jimmy Butler was in and out of the lineup because of COVID. You know, like the main thing about this whole just this the success of these teams is this whole COVID thing. That's the number one thing as well too. And I know a lot of cities, a lot of states is kind of mandating this vaccine as well too. So yeah, you know, Miami's a, a hot spot. Florida's just a hot spot. It's a hot bed. So, yeah. That can also take a toll into things, but that's just for any team. But as far as the Heat, I my main concern is just when Bam sits, who's coming off the off the bench? And Bam shall not know you done past him. Like I get it, they re upping him for like motivational speaking purposes and like locker room team chemistry and stuff like that. But I feel like I I want the Heat to be on a revenge tour this year, man. So. Like I said, middle of the pack, a dark horse. You know, everybody's kind of forgotten about them, forgot about their, you know, we all remember their run in the bubble, but we kind of forgot about them, forgot about them last year due to the Bucks. Um, the Bucks kicked them out the playoffs. So this is 
like a, a redemption year for them. Um, and also kind of like a nothing to lose year for them either, I would say. I'd say probably like, sheesh, about like 47, 47 wins. If, if they can get it together. This is the okay. redemption year for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a little higher on the Heat than everyone else is. I, I, I feel that Miami, um, they were victims of you know short off season, bubble, you know, um, you know, uh, just just COVID injury. Like they they were just ridiculed all year. They weren't they weren't able to get their rhythm, and they still were able to hobble into the playoffs. I think their team is way better this coming year. Um. With, obviously, with the addition of Kyle Lowry, you know, um, adding PJ Tucker um, does help. Adding Mark, I got a soft spot for Markeith, right? You know, Laker, you know, Laker faithful. <laughs> um, I think adding Markeith uh, helps. I just think with them, there's going to be a just a tough team to deal with that you don't want to play. Um, I, they're going to make teams work very hard on offense. Um, they're gonna they're gonna play a lot of bully balls. Gonna be a lot of fouls being called. The game's gonna be long. Um, there's not gonna be this fast pace that will slow you down um, because that's yeah. just the culture that they have, and that's the game that they're gonna play based on the plays that they added. Armani, you made a good point though. I'm very concerned about their their center position. Now, if Tyler Hero's on the block, they can get one, right? Yeah. Um, depending mm-hmm. on who that may be, right? So, but. I got the Heat penciled in uh, roughly 48 to 50 wins um, because I just think they care about the regular season more than anyone else in the East. Um, they're going to want to send a message and a statement because obviously what happened last year. Um, and they're my dark horse to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, something mm-hmm. tells me I think they have the formula in a sense. If they can make it work, to challenge the Nets because I think the Nets just they can get physical with them. And mm-hmm. when it all comes down to it, their closing lineup is going to be Bam at the five, right? Your four will probably be PJ Tucker. Your three, Jimmy Butler. Your two will be either Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. And your one will be Kyle Lowry. It's not a bad five. Um, I, I just think. Victor and Depot, I, they're saying that um he might he's um they're, he's, they're he's gonna that, be um, out Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's he's a, gonna be talking out. In Christmas until they're talking Christmas till for them to come back. And they're if he can, they're a deep team. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And and if he can get it together, he's healthy. He comes back and he can get it together. Man, they're gonna have some good offensive firepower mm-hmm. and defensively they're gonna be defensive. they're yep. gonna be a headache to deal with defensively. So. I'm a little higher on them. I think the Heat actually, I think penciled in for me, top four team in the East. Hmm. Okay, so COVID and short offseason basically just ravaged, just wrecked the Heat season for the playoffs because they had no time to rest and everyone was injured or had dealt with COVID in the and it was this uh, very uneven season for the Heat. Yeah. That being said, they're one of those teams that that could wreak havoc and just mess up, just 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 mess up plans for the top teams in the East. Yeah, they because can. they're they're one of those teams that they're, as y'all as I mentioned, they're physical. They got the defensive minded 
the toughness and they got that they got that um that dna mm -hmm. and you're gonna be in the if you play in the miami Heat, you're gonna be in those 86 to 83 games 96 95 games ugly slow pace dog yeah, you're fight not up physical you're not playing you're not putting up 115 120. no no not against them and i can and i could and it's painful as for me to say it i could see them being a, a real dark horse in the east to contend for one of those top for uh for a deep run in, in the playoffs yep. because i because I know they don't have the, the front court depth and sack to center and power forward, but the, you got the Jimmy factor, you got the Jimmy Butler factor, and you out you added Kyle Lowry, two players who can really really give you points oh. in the clutch, yeah. and they're oh. dogs, yeah. and also you got PJ Tucker who can take on the best player on the opposing on the opposing team, right? So, so Jimmy Butler doesn't have that assignment anymore. That's right. That it, it leaves it him for on defense now he can concentrate on getting buckets down the stretch low and kyle lowry and kyle lowry he can defend he's also a bulldog really so now you got yep so now oh. you gotta so now you got those two also you got sharpshooters with duncan Robinson and tyler hero i mean if you're not careful on the in the playoff series with this against this team yeah you can get got you, you can get got real easy so I see him winning around 47 to 50, 51 wins. Uh, they're, they're, they're top six easy in the, in the playoffs. Um, where they're finished in the playoffs, it can, I'll put it like this, it can go from a first round exit to NBA Finals appearance. That's how, that's how, that's how good they, they can really, really be. So depending on health and COVID this season, and where they finish in the standings, they can they can finish either between a first round exit or NBA Finals appearance. That's how mm -hmm. really deep and the question marks. It, it could be it could get real interesting because if by trade deadline, if they need some front court help or need if they need some you know, they have the assets guard, to do it. They they have to ask. They have the the, the pieces mm -hmm. to get to get a a. a a big piece so you like, never oh, know who's to say who's to say cj mccullough cj mccullough not, not even i'm 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 just saying like okay like let's just say they, they trade for their for their need which is a big man right mm -hmm. who's I mean, out there cat carl i was i was just about to say <laughs> carl, <many times. laughs> i mean you know <laughs> i'm just you know and again that, that, that's a stretch but like yes, it, yeah. it's, it's 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 not out the realm but they can they can possibly try to you know get a get a big or or you know a power forward a backup power yeah. forward hell they could probably get kevin love hey he's still in cleveland Again, so, you just you, you, and you know don't get people get too harped on like you know production and stuff like that. I I just think you got to get what you can get and what can fit and yeah, get it right now before they have pieces that that they can go get. Let's just say that. Just put it. Yeah. That way. Like if it, if it's a chance you get get that type of player right now, you go get it. Yep. And they, they have off season because off season you never know where what other teams might be building. Right. All right. So let's move on. Let's move forward. The next team up, the Boston Celtics. Team was in the playing tournament last year. And then they got bowed out in the first round by the Nets. They lost Kemba. 
They lost Evan Fournier. Got a new coach, Emmy Udoka. Um, I don't know about this team. They got uh, listen. Uh, they got they, the they got the Mister Turndown, the eighty-four million dollar man. Oh, you know Dennis what I'm saying? They got Dennis Schroeder. And you know what? Listen, I'm. I, they got Dennis Schroeder. Let me put it on record. Dennis Schroeder was good. Can we stop the whole Dennis Schroeder was such a bad <laughs> player for the Lakers? Like he was a good player for us, and he did he did good things. Yes, did he stress us the f- out? Absolutely. But what player doesn't yeah. do that? Right. Dennis Schroeder was good for what he was supposed he was. to be. Again. The, when you have the pressurize of Laker Nation and the, the allure and all this stuff, you got LeBron and AD. A lot of other things happen with that situation, right? And Dennis Schroeder, I, I would say, didn't help, right? Like, make things better. But for what he did, and again, you, you can't excuse going 0 for 9, 0 points in the playoffs. Like, that. No, that's just inexcusable. That no. is inexcusable. But at the no. same time, if you look at the totality of the body of work that he did for the full year for the Lakers, he was good. It, it was good. It was okay. Now, having said that, how does he fit with this with the Celtic roster with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum? He's coming off the bench. Who's their starter? Marcus Smart. At point? Really? Oh. Oof. Okay. Really? Okay. Um, they guys, they guys, they still got. Uh, they also got Josh Richardson, um, and his Kenner. That's this center. Um, oof, Carson Edwards, Chris Dunn, yeah, Aaron Neesmith, the second year player, Peyton Pritchard. He could, I could see him being a, a, um, a starter. Did they oh, trade Chris Dunn? I think I see. I'm seeing that he's still he's still on the roster. Yeah, oh, also, oh, also they. They also extended um giving the contract sense to Robert Williams third. Stud. He's a stud. Yeah, he yeah, is he's good. Okay. Yeah. I like Robert Williams. He's, he's good. He's, he's good. Yeah, so where do you see the team finishing? I got the Celtics as a bubble team. Playing tournament? Yep. They're 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 just on the cusp of missing the playoffs or making it in. So in college terms, fans, if you don't know what the bubble is, it's like, you know. The NCAA tournament um, is like you got to win games. You're in that right in that group of teams that you're trying to get as many wins as possible because you don't have enough in your resume. Right. So I think I think um, the Celtics are going to be a playing team, preferably a seventh or eighth seed. I don't think they'll be ninth or tenth. I don't think they'll be that bad, um, but I do think they'll be um, a seventh or eighth seed in the playing game and a first round exit, and then we can put the clock on. Uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum to the Lakers. Oh, I didn't say that. I can't see it, though, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> I just think, I think there's something about this. It's, it, it's, the I, self- was gonna, I just I would say know what the direction is. What's the direction? I say this. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown give me Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum vibes, meaning mm. the tandem is great, but they don't uh, equal the wins as oh, well. They don't they don't result into contendingship. They don't they don't result into championship uh, level basketball together. I think you're either gonna have to build around one of them. 
Mm, my estimation, you build, you build around Jason Tatum. Around Tatum. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I just, just, they both kind of do the same thing. Uh, Jalen Brown's a better defender, though, than Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's a better scorer than Jalen Brown, but they, their games kind of mirror each other in that in, in, in a sense. Um, I don't know. Marcus Smart, even though they because they did extend him, I believe. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't know if he's going to be there long term. And then Dennis Schroeder, right? Here's the thing with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is now, and I have the same theory with the Wizards when we get there. Dennis Schroeder is now on a contract year again. He's going to try to prove himself, and he's going to try to make up the money that he lost. He is going to go nut. Meaning, there's going to be he's going plays. To get his, he's going to get his um twenty plus points. He's going to do exactly. He he's going to try to reset the market for himself, and especially when you have a new coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to you. I'm doing what I want to do. So, I don't know how how well that will that will go together. Um, how happy he will be coming off the bench? Because again, from what I've read and what I heard, like he he's coming off the bench. Marcus mm-hmm. Smart is going to be the starter. So. I don't know how that's going to formulate. I don't know how, how, how that's going to go. If he thinks he should be a starter or star or treated as one, how would Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown like kind of fill it out? Plus, if you look at their front court, you have Robert Williams, right? But then, like, Ennis Cantor, he's a great rebounder, but and he's good offensively, but defensively, he's terrible. So, I, I don't know, man. The Celtics, the Celtics to me, are just going to be – a playing team uh, that'll probably get bumped in the first round, and that'll be that. How many wins? Uh, I would say between their window is thirty-nine wins to forty-four. Okay. Um. Jeez, this team. <laughs> it's looking like about wow, 40, 42 wins. Probably like maybe six or seven seed. I could kind of see them like cracking in, you know, sneaking into the like trying to avoid the playing, right? Um, just what pretty much what Ern is saying about you know Dennis Schroeder coming in trying to be a hothead, you know, not listen to what the coach said because if you think about it. At the start of last season, Dennis Schroeder, I think somebody asked him, like, yo, what do you think about coming off the bench? And pretty much he had that, that same answer, that Melo game. When Melo went to Oklahoma City, he was like, nah, I ain't coming off the bench. Like, like yeah. I was second in sixth man of the year. I'm starting. And us, Lincoln Nation, we was looking at him like, bro, like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, we just came up winning the championship. And mm-hmm. you're talking about going to start on our team. So like that's why we all looked at you like that way when you said that Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart was gonna start. It was like whoa, you know. But I definitely do see Dennis Schroeder trying to come out there gunning. Um, Marcus Smart, you're gonna you're gonna get what Marcus Smart gives you, you know. And that's not a, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. He's gonna play incredible defense. I think we just lost um, Yeah, he's gonna get back he's in. Gonna, he's gonna play um, incredible defense. Um, and he's going to be that, that solid dog role play that he's been for his career. Um, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, I know he compared Jalen and Tatum to CJ and Dame. The thing is that 
I I'm not over that period as like I'm over with Dane and CJ. I feel like enough is enough with Dane and CJ. Yeah, they ran their course in Portland. They ran their course the same way with John Will, John and Brandon. Yeah, they they ran their course. But this, I feel like, if Jalen Brown didn't get hurt towards the end of the season, I feel like the the Boston stuff they could have done some things in the playoffs. Not saying win the championship, but Mm -hmm. they could have like you know moved the needle a little bit. With the Nets in that first series against the Celtics, they was locked in on Tatum. Tatum was yeah. on this one 40, 50, because they're locked in. Now, if you got somebody like Jalen Brown who can share the ball, score, and defend, he definitely helps that team out a lot, you know? Um, now, as far as what he mentioned about cancer, cancer's cancer. We, we've known that, you know? Straight mm-hmm. rebounder, straight offensive player. They have Al Horford as well, too. Um... <laughs> That's kind of like a welcome back, but I mean, we see what Horford can do. But at this stage of his career, like I don't know, I I really don't know. Obviously, he's starting, but I wouldn't be surprised if Robin Williams gets the nod too. Like I said, he's a stud. He kind of reminds me of like Nick Claxton, uh, and Jared yeah. Allen, somebody who has so much potential. Um, but I'll say probably. Yeah, six to seven, six to seven, uh, six seven seed, probably like maybe forty, about like forty-two, forty-three wins. About um, that's okay. About 40, 40 to forty-three wins. Um, it's just like what you guys said earlier. This team is kind of like all over the place. Like, are you guys like, you know, like just shutting it down, like just trying to build around one person, or you guys are trying to go for it all? Because right now this team is what a what a a five, six, seven team is kind of in limbo, and that's what the Celtics did right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on the Celtics. So my take is they're a playing team. Um, got them. I can. I got them around between forty-three and forty-six. Um, I think um, Tatum and Brown gonna just. Just do enough, just to, just to get them in the playing tournament, and just to get them at least to one, at least a, a seven seed. I think after that, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure if they can at least survive, get at least one 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 playoff game in a series. Um, they're gonna have the ups and downs. I just think the roster is just like, it's it's just, it's I think it's it's incomplete. Um, I know you still, you still, they got the Peyton Pritchard, um, Al Horford. I don't know in this canter, you might he's gonna be a, a, a shooting ass center. Um, I think, I think they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to um, star Robert Williams. He's he's a, he's their starter, so he's a stud there. Marcus Moore as a point guard, I'm not sure. I I, I see him more as a as a two, and then somehow you're gonna have to either get. It's to see right this the team is incomplete for me. Um besides Tatum, Smart, and um and Jalen Brown, who else is gonna fill that void to help Celtics win games? I don't know. And plus with a new coach, a new coaching system, new team philosophy, it's gonna be a struggle for them just to at least get out the gate. And I just see them barely surviving just to get into the playing tournament and maybe get a playing tournament win. As far as that, they have easy first round exit. 
I agree. Okay. All right. So, okay. So we're approaching uh, our 30 minutes. So how about we just do like a, um, for the rest of the Eastern conference, we just do like a, um, a rapid fire. Okay. So we can, so we can do that on the, so at least get this um, recording on the two hours and then mm-hmm. the next recording, the next recording, let's do the Western conference. And I then agree. We'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So cool. next, so next, next team up, the Washington Wizards. Let me get uh, to the Wizards. Made... All right. So you go. Right? So you go. <laughs> you go. You go. You go. Washington is going to be good because they have added depth. But the problem I have with that depth is that Mr. Tim Bontemps of ESPN, the same guy that said. When the Lakers had all Kuzma and they had Montrez, KCP, LeBron, AD, all those guys, the Lakers are not going to be any good. Then the same bench unit gets traded for Russ and goes to the Washington Wizards. Now, all of a sudden, they're deep team. They'll be great. The issue with the Wizards, I think the Wizards, there you go. It's going to be defense. defense. They're going to allow points per game. Okay. They're, and this is no disrespect to Bradley Beal because I really I, like, I love his game. And I think, um, you know, he's one of the rare, the rare ones that just, just thugs it out. Right. And I, you, you got to respect the grind. But at sometimes, the grind doesn't always work. I'm not for, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to preach him for, to request a trade or to go somewhere. I'm not saying all that. But, all I'm saying is that you now have a situation where Kyle Kuzma is trying to prove himself. You're going to have another situation where now, defensively, that's going to be non-existent because all, all the guys that they added are strictly offensive-minded players. Bradley Beal, doesn't play. He's not, good at, he's not good defensively. I don't know I where he's not good defensively. We all know Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is subpar. I'm, I wouldn't say he's bad because he actually played great defense when we, we saw strides of yeah. him playing great yeah. defense on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. going to say he's a terrible defender. Um, I think that's that's overstating because people just don't like Kuzma for some weird reason. I don't know why, but whatever. But I I think the issue with Kuz is going to be he's going to be on a prove it type of type of thing where. You know, he got all the slander in L.A. And now, you know, even just by his tweets and stuff he's been saying, like one question, he did like a Q&A on Twitter or something like that. And he was just like one question to him. And I could be paraphrasing. I could be wrong. Uh, was what are you going to do this year differently than you did last year? And his answer was more than what he more than what people saw him do, because he had to play a role. Right. Like when you have LeBron James and A.D., you're not the guy. You're Sorry. Not guy. You have to play a certain role, and that's just what it is. So, to me, it seems as if he's coming with the mindset going to Washington as, oh, it's me and Beal. Like, we're here. We're the top two best players on the team, and I'm going to go crazy. So, I don't know if that's going to go be a good thing or a bad thing because I, I, I don't know. I just think – and we all know Montrezl Harrell is not good defensively. He's okay. Um, the only – yeah, he's a great energy guy. Um, right. And then you're going to have KCP who start, who's going to start, um, who probably who will probably be their best defender um, on that roster. 
Mm. So mm. I got the Wizards as a playing team I, again. Um, do I do I think they'll make it in the playoffs? Possibly, but if you look at what happened last year, Russ was the really the sole reason why they were able to get into the playoffs because yeah. he went on a freaking super tear, averaging a triple double. This is while Bradley Bill was in and out of the lineup because of injury. Um, it was injury and COVID also ravaged the whole team. Right. Yeah, they were out for like two weeks or two three yeah. weeks something like two, that. Three and if you and if you remember. January and February, they they started like they were like thirteen and twenty five or some ridiculous yeah, record. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so you they don't have really come back right, and so you don't have a player like that on your roster, right? Yeah. Who can just take a bunch of just guys and say, "That's it. I'm gonna do it all myself, and then I'll figure it out as I go along." You're not gonna have those guys who can think the game like that because their 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 mindset is to. I'm going to score the ball and that's just what I'm going to put up 25 to 30 points. And that's just what it is. So I, I defensively, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, but offensively, they'll be really fun to watch because they're going to take a bunch of shots and they'll be up and down pace. Um, I just think that uh, the wizards will a playing team. I just leave it at that. They'll be a playing team. How many wins? Uh, 35 to 40. That's, that's their ceiling. Yeah. Same same here. Um 35 to 12. Dave seed, no doubt. Um I say the person that we low-key did not mention, um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. We got I like see, Dinwiddie, but yeah, I, that ACL I, injury, like ugh. I know, I know that ACL like, injury is 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 tricky. Who's their backup yeah. point guard? Hold on. She, their bench yeah. is gonna get killed. Yeah. yeah. Also, they got also they also got um Aaron Holiday. Yeah. I like also, Aaron Holiday. We're missing a, a young, a young, pretty good, solid player in Rui of Hachimura, you know. Um so I feel but like this team Rui Rui, Rui Rui, I think, is going to out of fault, going to Put up worse numbers because Kuzma's on the team. Because mm. he started. I, I think start? Kuzma, I, yeah, I was that's a good that. question. I think yeah. I think Kuzma mm. stunts Rui's growth. So they need they need to they need they need a Rui to It's play a long minutes. jam at that position, honestly. Yeah, and also Thomas Bryant's coming back from the injury. Yep. See, but so you got can. a long jam at the forward. That's yeah. what I'm saying. With Montrez Harrell, right, and Kyle Kuzma. So, so this team just has like just young players and guns. <laughs> That's yeah. what I like. Just the just the, the, the sense of direction. We know they're not gonna make it far, um, but they have like a good formula quality of all right players that can get the job done, you know, like Bradleyville being the head of the table and right. everybody else is kind of like falls in line with like Kyle Kuzma and Trez. Uh, Rui, KCP, um, everybody kind of just falls in line with this team. So, no expectations. Um, but I do, but they're better than pretty much, they're worse than all the other teams that we mentioned earlier. And they're better than all the other teams, like, you know, your Charlotte Hornets, your Toronto Raptors. All that Are they better than Charlotte? Charlotte? Oh, Yo, no. Charlotte. 
I don't know. Charlotte, man, but... Listen, Charlotte's one of my league pass yeah, teams to we'll, watch, we'll get man. To them, but I, I we'll don't get know. To them. I think we'll get to them. Right. I don't right. know. If honestly, all right. Honestly, it's two teams. I don't think they're better than in the East. And I'm going to say they're not better than – well, it's three teams, in my opinion. They're not better than – and we didn't get to them yet. They're not better than Chicago. They're not better than mm. um, Indiana. And they're not better than mm. – they're not better than Charlotte or at least that like, same tier. I just think mm. Charlotte may be better built as far as their roster. That will lead to more success. They have, than a, they have a direction, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, also, don't forget they got a new coach. Wizards, the guy new yeah, coach. They do. They do. West Unsell Jr. West Unsell. So yeah. So, so yeah, for me, a, go ahead. Yeah, go oh, ahead. So, oh, okay. All right. So for me, I got them at forty-one wins. I just think that. Oh. I know. I know. It's it was it was tough for me to to choose because I don't see it, man. The way the the way they can score the ball. It's, they're going to average 120 points just, just by the roster alone. But yeah, they're going to give up 150. They're going to give up almost 130 points. So, so, and plus, they got long chance at, at, at forward and at guard. So, where's your – so, who's your rotation players? Who's your, who's your starting five? Who's your bench players? Who's your 10-team who's your, who's your ten, ten ten rotation? And it's I think it's going to be a long jam – um, I uh, they're gonna be really good offensively, but defensively they're gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, like, gonna, gonna, <laughs> I like the I like the Spencer Dinwiddie signing. No, I, I like the Dinwiddie signing too. To me, to me, he needed he need to get out of the Brooklyn situation. Um, it's gonna free him up to be his own team with Bradley Bill, and on top of that, isn't Bradley don't is is this his last year in his contract, Bradley Bill? Um no, because this summer coming up would be the summer of Zach the, It's the following year. Following year. So so basically has two years left this year yep. and next year. Yep. So, so but, but he can he so here's the thing though, but he can he has the option to to do to, to do to, an extension. extension. If he declines the extension and goes into the next season as a as a, 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 a yeah, he'll go into his last year of the deal. Then just the whole speculation of where what's yeah, happening. Also, my concern right. is my concern is if they give us a really slow start, rumors are about to swirl. Oh yeah, it's going to happen for sure. Yeah. So, so I got him at forty-one wins, but I'm I'm not too confident in that number because I yeah. think I just think the roster construction, their defense, coaches, the coaches, um, the new coach, and the Bradley Bill situation. If they get up to a really slow start. Rumors gonna start be starting to fly about where you're gonna be trading next to because you want out this and that. So it's we just don't know about this team. Yeah. Well, offensively, they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a team to watch. So with this whole Bradley Bill, you know, potentially might be traded. Do you guys see a Ben Simmons Bradley Bill deal? Mm. I don't think. If Bradley Bill gets if Bradley Bill asks us out, I don't think the Wizards are trading him in the East. I think he's gonna I think go, west. go to west. I think he's gonna go west. And I can see I can see the Warriors getting him. Not the no. And the reason why I say that because Steph, Steph um Steph Curry. They still got the, him. The Wizards, the Wizards are gonna say, You gotta give me Clay. 
Like you gotta give me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, gotta, yeah. you can't like. Yeah. You're not gonna say here's Wiseman, Wiggins, here's uh, Moses Moody, or whoever the case. Like whoever's there. Like you, you're not gonna no. Like if you're if I'm trading, the Wizards are in the same position as Portland. Like I'm not giving you Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal for, just, for, for just, nothing. For just some subpar like player or whatever, or like a border level, borderline like all star ish player. No, like I need, I need an all star and also I need a star need picks. Or, yeah, I and need I need picks in return. So I I don't see a situation where he goes to Philly. Um, I can or or even Golden State. I can see a situation. Bradley Beal probably makes sense to me. How about how about this team, uh, Dallas? I how about Dallas? Dallas. Mm, how about I can Dallas? see Dallas. I can see Dallas. They, do they have a do they have a, a two guard with go with Luca? No, but they you can offer Porzingis. You can offer um, who else they have over there? You can offer Brunson. Brunson. You can offer. Uh, 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 I forgot the big man's name. Um, oh, um, who? I know you're talking about. Or, or, or you're talking about Powell. Boban. Boban. Yeah. Boban. No, no, Powell. No, no one. Uh, not no one. Uh, Powell. Uh, Boban. No, not Boban. The other guy. Oh, um, Josh Powell. Josh Powell. Right. That's his name. Josh. It sounds weird. Yeah, Josh Powell. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I said so, Norman Powell. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, if you now now let's get to the to to to, to the Portland Trailblazers because now if if you really want to get crazy. You can say, hey, I'll, and again, fans, don't ridicule me for this. This is just talk, right? You can say, give me, I can give you CJ McCollum and Norman Powell and Nurkic. And maybe too Josh much. Powell. Or, and on top of that, a couple of future first or, picks. Or, honestly, the team that makes the most sense to me, hands down, is the Denver Nuggets for Bradley Bill. Mm. Send, send Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. Right, you said Michael Porter Jr. and how I, I dare I say Jamal Murray, but um, oh, they, oh, they're not, they're not, I, they're not, I don't think they're gonna give up both of them, but, give up both. but either Michael, one of them, but Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. will be in that deal. Also, um, don't mean to cut you off, but he's also on the he's been his name been, been swimming around rumors, trade rumors, yeah, of Michael course, Porter Jr. So, of course, it is. Um, I think, but again, now, like, if you got to think for future reference. If I do that from the Wizards, I'm gonna have him, Kuzma, and Rui. Like I gotta, you gotta figure that whole stuff out before we even talk about where Bradley Beal is gonna go. And you never know if Bradley Beal starts to request a trade, does he say a specific team? Because then that that'll just ruin everything, right? So yeah, because the Wizards are not, not gonna have the, that leverage. They're not gonna have the leverage because he, he's gonna have one year left on his deal. So it's 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 a matter of them like figuring that out, but I think Denver is a, makes the most sense for me for Bradley Beal. All right, so next team up, the Indiana Pacers finished tenth. No, they finished tenth in the East. No, mm-hmm. no, finished ninth in the East. Got a new coach, Rick Carlisle. Um, let me see. Hold on, hold on. Let me check it. Look at their roster. Right, quick. Uh, they still got Miles Turner as and um Sabonis. Sabonis. TJ Warren uh, comes back. Yes. Um, they're gonna have to figure out what what they want to do with that front court because 
Miles Turner's on the trade block. Yeah, I think Miles Turner is gone. I think he gets traded throughout the year. Um, All right. And they still got Malcolm Brogdon, Torrey Craig. They draft the Chris Duarte. Chris um, Duarte is going to be really good for them. Karis LeVert, DJ McConnell. They resigned him. Um, let's so, see. Yeah, TJ Warren still, he's still on the show. He's planning on coming, coming back. They got a so young here, roster. Here's the thing with Indiana. Indiana has too many like-minded players at the guard position. If you look at when TJ Warren comes back, he's he he was the star of the bubble. He would have been the MVP of the bubble, right, technically. Mm-hmm. He is going to come back and be like, yeah, I'm the man, but then you're going to have Kevin Levert, like, I'm the man, like, you know, and then you got Sabonis, who's the star, right? So, like, it's, it's, I'm, I, for me, for them, I got them penciled in as another bubble team. Uh, well, sorry, playing team. Um, they'll be fighting with the Wizards, Charlotte, uh, alike to get into the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I just, I, here, their ceiling is playing or like six seed. Like that's that's just that's where I, I the pendulum draws for me with them. And yeah. I, I pencil them in at uh, their their floor at forty. I, nah, that would say 39, 38 wins, and then their ceilings at forty five. What you have to them as? As they rust right now. That was a that was a good point that you hit on where, you know, TJ Warren being that guy in the bubble and Karis LeVert getting traded there last season with expectations of being that guy. And then right. none of them are the guy. And then you get <laughs> um, uh what's his guy's name? Uh Sabonis, Sabonis being the guy. He was an all-star last season. Um, I see them being like in the middle of the pack. It's, it's like either one or the other, you know, like nothing in between. Like playing team or probably like about six or seven seed. That's where I can kind of see them. Nothing higher. Um, and they, they have like a lot of guards on this team and they just got to figure out like, you know, my thing is who's who's playing behind Miles Turner, you know. Um, he has a lot of upside, a little injury prone a little bit, but that's my main concern about the Indiana Pacers. Um, but like I said, I would see them as probably like a 6 seven seed, nothing higher, either one or the other. Um, Sabonis had a really, really good season. Hopefully, to carry on to this year as well, too. Um, and I think as far as, like, Karis LeVert and and TJ Warren, like, they got to figure out who's going to be, like, all right, either I'm second place, you third place, or, matter of fact, you know what, Simone is just the guy who's going to help you. They got to figure that situation out. Um, but that's why I stand with the Pacers. So, I got the Pacers – in between as a playing tournament and lottery because they're going to be fighting with those, those other teams with the Wizards, Bulls, Hornets for those last couple playing tournament spots. 
Um, I don't see him finishing high, no higher than eighth. I can see him. I got him penciling around between 38 and 40 wins. I just think with the new coach of Rick Carlisle, they'll eke, eke, they'll eke out enough wins just to stay in it. Um, I they, they got a young, it's a young roster. Um, they're gonna have to trade Miles Turner at some point because it's either between either him or Sabonis. They're trying to also. They also got Malcolm Brogdon on a trading block, also. So we don't know how that that, that whole guard rotation is gonna go throughout the whole season. Plus, Plus we gotta see what Rick Carlisle wants to do. Like we yeah. gotta see what schemes and stuff, what what works for him, what doesn't work, and you know. Yeah, he's gonna out. have to. He's gonna have to establish what identity thing he wants with the Pacers because last year it was a hot, it was a total mess with yeah. that coaching staff. Um, they'll they'll be consistent. But I just don't think they have enough to at least compete with the top six in the East. Um, and also they drafted Chris Duarte from out of Oregon. So, what does that mean for Malcolm Brogdon? So is right. he on the move, or right. do you do you tend to keep a long term? Right. Um, I still I got questions on on, on this roster. Um, yeah, they are they are they are playing. They can go from playing tournament to lottery. So also got the pencil around 38 to 40 wins. The next team up, everyone's um NBA League past team to watch. The Lamella, the Lamella Ball, Miles Bridges, the Charlotte Hornets. Very interesting team to watch in the East. Mm-hmm. Young ones. Go ahead, Amani. You got it. Um for one, <laughs> really exciting team to watch next year. Like we already see what Lamelo Ball can do. The pair between him and Miles Bridges, um, that's gonna be like real fantastic. Just like the Wizards, I feel like they're gonna be like you know gunners. Like not really high expectations. A lot of young players that's just out there just hoping playing ball. But you know, it and. I also gotta also mention the addition of like Kelly Oubre as well too. Like I felt like he didn't get like a how do you say a, a fair share deal when he was in Golden State, but that last year he was with Phoenix, he was hoping. So mm-hmm. you know, like him also with Miles Bridges with Lamelo Ball, like, like these are, are these guys are good quality like young dudes that's gonna be out there gunning. Kind of reminds me of. The Lakers of, let's see, when we had Kobe, Eddie Jones, Big Ben next to like a lot of young dudes. That's just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Also, with the with, uh, Bismack Diamo being a part of the team, like, they're going to be a fun team to watch. A really fun team to watch, you know? Um, I, as far as like what they're going to do, um, say they might just miss the. Mind just missed the players by like ninth, tenth seed. Um, but I think if they didn't already, they're gonna just like continue to open more eyes and, and to put the rest of the league on notice. Like, yo, these guys are really, really good. Um, and everybody's definitely gonna tune in because, like I said, in the beginning, they have a good young core. Um, and also, Gordon Hayward is still with them, you know, so he provides right, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, just they're also pretty deep as well too. Terry Rozier, 
also went as far as helps a lot. Um, he had his fair shares with the with the Boston Celtics past couple of years. So I definitely see the Hornets not cracking those, but kind of like on the outside looking in. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the same. Um, I don't see a huge leap from them, um, but I do see some some improvements. I think Lamelo uh, surprises a lot of surprised a lot of people how well he played um, and how well how his game just transitioned so naturally. Um, I think they'll be better than last year, but I, I still think. Again, they're, they're, they're another team that's fighting in the play-in, tr- trying to get into the play-in to make the playoffs. So I got them penciled in roughly 30, 36 to 40 wins. Okay. Um, I got them around 38 to 40. Um, last year, if you remember, if it wasn't for LaMelo's wrist injury and Gordon Hayward being out, they would make the playoffs. Because right. they were, in, I think they were like in the top four in the East at one point in the season, and then once the injuries happened, they felt they stumbled, they stumbled towards the finish line. Um, they're gonna be one of my teams to watch, especially on deep pass. Um, they're young, they're really athletic. Um, they also got Ish Smith from Washington, so Ghana. that's gonna add, that's gonna add more, and more. Um, that's gonna add more. Um. More on the, on the on the guard on the on the back court. Um, I just think they're gonna eke out enough wins to be competitive, like last they did last year. Um, I see them being in that whole playing tournament. Um, I could eat, I could see them going from being like one of those bottom tier six seven in the East to a, a playing a playing tournament. I think that I think. This this with Lamelo being his second year, um, he's gonna be way he's gonna be much more better than, than last year. His game is gonna be much more improved than last year, and I just see them being one of those one of those pesky teams that you don't want to face in the if they get in the playoffs early, you don't want to play them because those the style of play, the way they 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 play offense, and they run run up and down. But also, my concern with them, along with Washington, is their defense. Like, who are they going to stop? Are they going to get enough stops on defense to win games? Yeah. I'm not sure about. I'm not sure. I don't see it. But they're going to be real entertaining to watch. It's just just based on what they did last year and with the pieces they got with Kelly Oubre, Ish Smith. Um, they also added um, Jaden McDaniel's in the draft. So. And also another year under Gordon Hayward, if he remains healthy, there might be they're going to be one of those teams that could sneak up into the playoff standings and be one of those teams that can sneak in a couple of playoff wins in a series. All right, so next team up, the Chicago Bulls. A very, very, very busy offseason by the Bulls. Yep. Upgraded a roster, starting five. Add on um, DeMar DeRozan, Nicholas Vucevic. Also, they still have Zach Levine, who's on a contract year. So uh, Alex, so Caruso. Alex Caruso, they, they got. So they're desperately trying to make the playoffs with this roster. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they, and also, which, which tells me that they're desperately trying to keep Zach Levine long term. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, your thoughts? Right. I, yo, I see this team being the middle of the pack, um, especially like you mentioned. Like they was, they did a lot of stuff this free to see. Um, one of them was, you know, fan favorite of the Lakers, Alex Caruso. Like that was a, that's a good pickup for them, you know. And also, still having Kobe White as well too. Pretty much got two goals on the team at the guard position. Um, I'm just my question is just the pairing between DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Like you got two dudes who both need the ball in their hands to score. Um just trying to figure out that pair. Now we know that Mars is gonna be completely unselfish with the ball. That's who right. he mm-hmm. is. But as far as like DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, two dudes who need the ball in their hands, like how is that gonna look? Vucevic, I'm not really worried about. Um, and Patrick Williams is looking. He has a lot of upside. So I can definitely see the team being like middle of the pack. Um, like on paper, just seeing it. But my main concern is just the who's going to control the ball between both um, Zach Levine and Martin Rosen. So, like I said, middle of the pack, probably about. 40 to 45 wins. Actually, I'll take that back. I'm probably like maybe 40. You guys can hear me clear? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll say about probably like 40 to 40, 48 wins. Like, I can definitely see the Chicago Bulls making some noise this season. Um, and I feel like, you know, now that they got a, a kind of like, all right, we can watch this team, you know. You look up, you see banners, you see, you know, all these great that play for that organization. It low key should inspire you, like, yo, let's get back in the playoffs, you know, let's make some noise. So that's where I got the Bulls at. Yeah, I I got Chicago middle of the pack. Uh between they can go from four all the way down to seven. Um I think offensively they'll be very cohesive. Um because Lonzo, he, his ability to, able to, to be able to, to control the offense, um, DeMar DeRozan with his mid-range jump shot, then you have an explosive star in Zach Levine, and you also have an inside presence with Vooch. Uh, the only thing is, defensively, they're going to be terrible because you only have one player in that starting five who can really defend, and that's Lonzo. Um, you, you know, you have um, Alex Caruso off the bench who can defend, um, as well, so that'll help. But um, I think the Bulls will be an exciting team to watch. I just think Chicago, there they can be from four all the way down to seven. I, I, like it's like hit or miss with them, and you know we got to see how those pieces line up together, um, especially with the DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine tandem. Um, but I think they'll be a formidable team, and I'm pretty sure they're a lock for a, a playoff spot in the East. Indeed, indeed. Uh. I'm not as high on the Bulls as both of y'all are. They really? still have Kobe White as their as a guard, so you're gonna have him come off the bench, replacing Lonzo. So Lonzo placing him as a, as a point guard. Also, you still got Patrick Williams, the number four pick from the, from the draft a couple years ago. They need him to to hit. So. With the with the new additions, you're taking away minutes from both those guys. 
So now, so now, the starting the starting five is okay. It's they're fine. I'm really concerned about their bench and their defense because who else is going to guard and who else is going to fill those fill those um fill fill those necessary minutes with, because you know Lonzo is his health his health wise has been he's he has problems with injuries also to Martha Rosen so where is the best production going to come from if those two guys go down or if he needs to spell minutes for them defensively what Ernest has said they're they're oh it's gonna it's gonna get real ugly for them but they do have pieces that they, they can at least stem the tie um they also they just signed Alize Johnson from Brooklyn Mm-hmm. Um, if he's on a he's on a two way, um, listen that deal that they did to get Derrick Jones Jr. was also good. Um, he yeah, also has that de- Jones he also Jr. has defensive and, and and athleticism on the wing. So um, I, again, so I don't think they'll be as bad, like how, but they'll be bad. <laughs> so I I see them I see them in in that old playing tournament fight with um the, the with with Charlotte Indiana. Boston, I think they're gonna be fighting with Boston for a seventh, just because of the talent upgrade. As far as where they finish in this, as far as playoffs, I can see a first round exit around thirty not thirty nine to forty to thirty to forty wins. So that's my take on them. Next team, so we got, so we got four more teams from the East. So we're gonna wrap it up. So we're gonna do a little bit of rapid fire. Um, to, to close out this session. Yeah, that's just like the Toronto Raptors. Not making the playoffs. They won't be even the playing team. Money. Uh, I'm over here. Y'all, y'all can hear me clear? Because I know, like, yeah, I can't uh, you. When we talking about the Bulls, like, it was just yeah, we're all... up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so we're on the Raptors now. What, uh, what, what team are we on right now? Raptors. Raptors. Oh, tomorrow. Ah, man. It, I got them not crazy. making the playoffs, and they're yeah. not going to be a playing team at all. They're going to be terrible. Yeah, it's crazy how how three years makes a difference. Like, what can happen in three years? Like, this team went from winning the chip to, like, <laughs> strip, strip. <laughs> like, all the years. It's like, For no real. Kawhi, like, no, they tanked. No they tanked. Yeah, like what the hell happened? But I mean, you know, I I feel like we should have all understood that like their championship window was just that one year when they had Kawhi. Like they should have known what they was up against, you know, when they got Kawhi on the team. You know, nothing further. Um, I feel like they could have, you know, they try to make Pascal like the guy. He's very skilled, but. I don't know. Sometimes watching can be a bit frustrating. You know what I mean? Like the dude is talented, but like, come on, you gotta you gotta show me something. Especially when the whole team is like depending on you now. But not making the playoffs. Um, also, like middle of the pack when it comes to like the draft and stuff like that. That's my take on Toronto on the North. So I got them just outside the play-in. Lottery team got them finished around 11th and 12th, 
34 to 32, 34 wins. They're in rebuild mode. Um, Masai Ujiri, he, but he, I think Masai has something up his sleeve going down, going down the road the next two years. I think he's he's rebuilding now to get young pieces to build to rebuild for 2025 because that's when the next crop 2024 2025 that's when the next crop of free agents big time free agents are going to be available. So mm-hmm. he's gonna. So I see them stemming the tide, tanking, getting top picks, and then using that collateral to get to get um to make a play for the major free agents in 2023, 2024, 2025. So this year, lottery, um, lottery just outside of the playing tournament, 32 to 34 wins. All right, so next team, Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> um, of the- yeah, uh, Evan Mobley's going to be really good for them. I think, you know, he... His ceiling is Anthony Davis-ish. Um, I just think, I, are they the only team, I mean, probably besides the Lakers, who are going to run a two-big man lineup with with Brad Allen and Evan Mobley, right? And then you still got like you got Laurie Marketing and Kevin Love. Like, I don't know what they're doing in Cleveland. Um, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I think um, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to be really good. I I. They're gonna trade Colin Sexton. That's happening. We just don't know where and when. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sold or no, nor am I uh, excited to see the Cleveland Cavaliers. On these sides, not not making a playoffs, pretty much same thing they did. Uh, probably a little bit better, but like let's say about twenty five wins. They won twenty two games last season, so about three more wins, probably like between twenty and thirty. Uh, like Ernest said, Evan Mobley is going to have a, a really, really good season. Um, <laughs> and like I said, the, the the land the land of the big men, you know, like we don't know what's up with Kevin. I love he most likely end up being traded to like a contender or somebody. But uh yeah, I just have no expectations of the Cavaliers. Um it's gonna be fun to watch Evan Mobley, fun to watch Jerry Allen. But outside of that, it's just like whatever. So mm-hmm. uh same with you guys. Lottery team, thirty wins. Um they did upgrade with they signed Rick, um, Ricky Rubio. Um, what does that mean for Colin Sexton? He's been on the trading block since since June, so the only time or so when when he gets traded, Kevin Love they're saying that they're not trying to buy him out. I'm not buying it. Like yeah, I'm not buying he's, it. he's not he, he, money he wants to give up. Like, That's all that is. Basically, it's, just, it's basically a ploy to like to not to not get him to to pay his rest of the salary. So I think he's out. He he he's been done since last year. I think um, I, I think he winds up being a Laker via buyout. Um only because he's from LA. You UCLA, the Lakers have a roster spot open. I I you know, and then I, yeah. I think they might lose Marcus Saul. I just I just feel like Kevin loved the writings on the wall for that. But mm-hmm. but um Evan Mobley, he's he's gonna be a stud. Um so looking forward to seeing him develop and really, really 
be one of the top rookies in, in this year. Um, other than that, it's just 30, 30 wins, maybe 25. 30 wins might be might be kind of high for this team. I, yeah. I can I see maybe 25 to 29 wins just uh, just because of the, the, the roster and they they just don't have they're not even there yet as a playoff contender. Um, last two teams, the Orlando Magic. <sighs> I, uh, <laughs> they do they do have um Jalen Suggs, so and other yeah. than that, they still got Jonathan Isaacs. Um, they still got um, what's his name? Um, Marquette Fultz. Yeah. They'll be entertaining to watch. Young team. Um, who knows? I, I'm, I'm interested to see Mo, ba- Mo Bamba's development. Um, but I I don't expect really nothing from them either. Like, I, um, playing team, no. Uh, lottery team, yes. I would say they win no more than 28 games. Hmm. 28 games? Okay. Um... They're going to be really bad. I'm kind of interested to see how this dynamic of Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony works out. Because they got lucky in the draft by the Raptors not selecting Jalen Suggs, so they lucked into selecting him. So now you got Cole. Also, you got Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, um, and Markel Fultz. So they right. got a glut. They got a glut as a in the starting point guard rotation. Um, also, they still got Gary Harris from the trade last year, and also Michael Carter Williams. So they got a they they got a large him at the at the guard rotation. Who gets moved? I don't know. Um, I'm hearing Markel Fultz in the in the, in the training rumors. Um, Terrence Ross, he's also in the training block. Uh. They also got a new coach, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget it. I forget that. I forget the name. I gotta look them up. Um, but yeah, lottery team. Can they push for a playing tournament spot? Uh, I don't know. Um, thirty wins, maybe thirty to thirty-two wins. That's that may be too high of a watermark. Maybe a little. That may be a little push. But they're they'll they they'll be one of the bottom teams in the East, just because of the way their roster is constructed. The talent they do have young a lot of young talent, but it's a glut at the point at the guard rotation, yeah. and I don't think they have and they don't have enough in the in the front court. They only got Robert Lopez as a starting center, and I don't know who their part and their power forward. Um, who's their power forward? Because. Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Okay. So I don't know how he's he's hurt. So I'm not sure about them. Um, Lottery team. Yes. Playing tournament. If somehow. If they can muster enough. It's going to take a miracle. It's going to take a miracle for them to. They did finish with a second worst record in the East. So. Yeah, it's more of more of a lottery team for me. Yeah. Around thirty wins. Twenty five to thirty wins. Alright, same thing, yeah. Twenty five to thirty wins, like no expectations at all. Um, I know we were just talking about 
much out there. I, I'm, I want to see, like, what he can do, but he's just been just, like, you know, injury-prone, you know? Um, and it's, I also want to see what uh, Cole Anthony can do, especially in the second year. And, like, yo, what's up with Mo Bamba, man? Because, like, an old boy had a song made mm. by him, like, what's good? What, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, you just can't. He hasn't lived like, up to it. Right. You can't just say Obama and be like, oh, yeah, that check went so, like, no, like, what's the have you put some respect on your name, you know? Um, <laughs> and so, right. like I said, no expectations about the Atlanta Magic. Um, I'm just, you know, sitting back and, like you said, it's going to have to take a miracle for them to get into a play or even a playoff, uh, a playoff seating, but just sit back and just enjoy the ride, see what things have to do. All right, and the last team that got the first pick of the draft. Detroit Pistons. You know what? I know they finished. They had to. They went finished twenty with twenty wins last year. Barry Rossa is not that bad. If you really look at it, look at it. You got Kate Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Hamadou Diallo. Jeremy Grant, Josh Jackson. I mean, they do have a really nice young core. Um, also, they signed Kelly Kelly Olynyk. So, will this team be? Will this team have enough to be in a playing a playing team? No, but they'll be really really entertaining to watch, especially yeah. with Kate Cunningham as a as a starting point guard. And with the young, the young core and Dwayne Casey, this 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 could be a this this is gonna be a, a team that they can they can sneak up and steal wins during the season, and probably finish around thirty two to thirty five wins. It might be a it might sound 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 like a lot of wins for them, but I can see it happening with this team. What are your thoughts? Um, I see the yeah. Around like like pretty much like thirty, I think thirty five wins like a little too much, kind of like you know peaking out of the playoffs. Uh, probably like maybe tenth uh, or eleventh seeding. Um, I think Cave is under is like you know in for a really good year. Uh, and I feel like Jeremy. Jeremy Grant, he gotta gotta prove some people because when he went to Detroit last year, we was all like, like, what? Like, we was all concerned whether he could be the guy on the team. So now he has help and like good quality help. So mm-hmm. we could definitely see, I could definitely see the you know winning a couple more games than it was last year. Um, as far as being a playoff lot, that's a negative not happening. But you know. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a fun team to watch, you know. Like usually when the team that comes in that year with the, the number one draft pick, all eyes is on them. So probably ten about ten eleven C, maybe twelve C for me. Detroit is not gonna be good. Um Kay Cunningham has promise. Um but I think like what his role is going to be because Jeremy Grant is the is the the number one option on that team. Defensively, they really won't be that great. Um, bottom of the pack Eastern Conference team. I uh, I don't even see them even hunting for yeah. a play-in game. Um, I I just think they 
they have they have some ways away to get to where they, they need to go. Okay. All right, so we covered all the Eastern Conference teams for this podcast for today. Yep. Um, we'll we'll do an announcement on we're gonna do on on our second episode of the Swoosh Foods podcast. The next one we'll we'll do the same with the Western Conference. Um, and it's gonna be and I tell you, the Western Conference has got a lot more interesting to me. Just because of the of the moves and the teams that that made the moves and teams that stand packed, um, it's going to be interesting to see where where those teams finish up and how the teams are will play out the season. Yep. So to talk about for sure. So let's have um. So let's let us each one of us sign out and um tell us where you can find us and and yeah, start with you, Amani. It's been real. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. Like Eric said, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about as far as the Western Conference because a lot of things happen. Um, I'm pretty sure Ernest and I, we're just, we just, I, we're ready for the season to start, man. That's what I'm say, you know? Like, we have a good one, but I'm, I'm definitely really, really excited to talk about the Western Conference because. Yes, sir. So, but yeah, so Armani, I'm signing out. Ernest? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can hit me on Instagram, live earnestly. Um, on Twitter, Ernest Booker88 uh, at Twitter. Um, can't wait for the season to start. Our next episode is going to be real, real crazy, real informative, right? Um, well, that, that Western Conference is, is pretty dicey. So, um, but look out for our, uh, our next episode announcement. And uh, hopefully we'll have some guests on the show soon. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. Yes, yes. So, Eric signing off. Instagram, Eric L Beats. Twitter, Eric L Beats. Um, Facebook, Eric L Beats. Um, we're also trying also on Twitch, Eric L Beats twenty four. So we're trying. We're it's our first episode of Swoosh Roots podcast. Um, this is episode one, episode two. We'll announce that. Well, we'll announce the live broadcast soon. Um, just. To subscribe and like our like our channel, subscribe to the channel. Make sure hit the notification button to see when the next our next broadcast live broadcast will be will be on. Also, we're gonna try to also put this in audio form. So if you missed the the live broadcast, we'll put this in audio form for you to to um to listen to in your on your podcast on, on what you listen to. Um. So yeah. So this is our this is our, our first episode. Look out for us. We're gonna. Buy a whole lot more content because training camp is four weeks away. September twenty eighth it starts. Preseason starts the, a couple of days after October third, and then regular season starts October nineteenth. So the season is gonna days gonna be coming coming quick. Seasons are gonna be starting up, and rumors gonna be flying. NBA news gonna be starting starting up real soon. So we're gonna be we're gonna do our best to keep up with the news. So keep it locked in. And just look out for us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. I'm going to try to at least get that, push it out a little more. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram channel, The Swoosh Hoops. I'm trying to say, right, The Swoosh Hoops podcast on IG. So just keep keep an eye out for that. Follow and subscribe to our channel. And with that being said, enjoy your night. 
I'm glad you happy that you guys um, participated and tuned into our channel. Hopefully, I got informed on the teams that we that we previewed. Mm -hmm. If you didn't like our assessment, please comment on, on into the comment section. You know, just give your opinion. You know, and from there, we'll just, we'll just say good night and just look out for us. Hopefully, in the next couple, couple of days for season two, right? So, from all of us, sign off. See you next time on the Social Shoes Podcast. Peace. Peace. All right.